It is Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, taking you back to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s in reggae and dancehall style today. Hope everyone is having a good day so far, no matter where you are in the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. Birthday. I want to say, yeah, pre birthday. Yeah, it is the pre birthday for my son. <laughs> Good morning! Oh, the sun is shining wherever you are. It's 65 degrees and sunny here in South Florida. Let's go ahead and get that blood pumping. But me up is here on the right side. Me now make no boy make me walk off. 
occupied Call me old fashioned and know everything me like Me a gal we ride pan your big ninja bike Run any marathon pin on me spike I want my me chat pan a miss to the mic Well it was under the sycamore tree A boy want me bow want me tell him to flee I tell you it was under the sycamore tree Got a lot of stories for you today just a little more music and then we're going to get into the headlines. You need to take yourself before you start kiss your ticker. You're not ready for this yet, boy. Have you ever made a mention? Ask yourself this question. Uno say uno a done man. And I uno run up. Hey, Miss a mention. Ask yourself this question. Uno say uno a done man. And I uno run the program. The program. Have you ever asked her if she like how you do it? You need to check yourself before you start kiss your ticker. You're not ready for this yet, boy. Have you ever wondered where make a girl come? A woman must be satisfied before you say you're done. You can't say a thing if you end up a get fun car. You're not ready for this yet, boy. And you're a little fool as they are in the world. And with my bum scary. The voice of Tanya Stevens. Get your act together for you look another girl car. You're not ready for this yet, boy Did you even realize a woman have mood? You have to know for young girl if one girl have one road That's why you're not the man who eats bully for all the food cars Who no not ready for Who no not ready for Who no not ready for this yet, boy Moza who no full of full of pure self-praise Hot fire day about the old in our place Got a fear of a miracle for make the dead race Round them up and lock them up for day, hey, hey Have you ever stopped to think what make a girl cheat? And have you ever asked her if she like how you do it? You need to check Thank yourself you, DJ before you start Simple. You're not ready for this yet, boy. Your have comments you sure do mean a lot. A woman must be satisfied before you say you're done. You can't say your thing if you ain't up and get fun card. You're not ready for this yet, boy. Me hear a little fool and say I rule the world. How am my bum scary and I sleep over more? Get your act together for you look another girl. I'm learning. You're not ready for this yet. Did you even realize a woman have mood? You have to know for younger lips when girl have one road That's why another man a eat one heap of the food cars Who no no ready fit? Who no no ready fit? Who no no ready fit this? Yeah, why? Man a kick back and say him now watch the face While a woman a relax for another man base So what we look at now is like him soon get replaced Him say bad man no worry about no petty case So him write him name and another man come erase Them call him Mr. Ori cause he never in a haste Sometimes girl have to wonder if him did a get a chase He must sleep and she a gaze in a space So, have you ever stopped to think what make a girl cheat? And have you ever asked her if she like how you wait? You need to check yourself before you start kiss your teeth You're not ready for this yet, boy Good morning once again to everyone listening online, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, live on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. There's a little Mavada for you.
After this one, we're gonna go ahead and get started with the headlines. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, taking it back to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s may come forward a little more. But we're doing it in dance hall and reggae style today here on Coffee and Dough. Thank you so much, Mavada. Appreciate you for this one. This is taking me back to my days. All of them down in them streets. Hanak Mededek. Alright, we're going to go ahead and get into the headlines. Come on through Damien Marley. listeners around the world logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com and good morning to everyone listening on johnoradio.com of course i gotta give it up to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is thursday january 12 hashtag tbt throwback thursday we're taking you way back a little bit not too much <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Intel World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on TikTok at Moments With Me Media on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on Twitter, Me Media Moments. And the mean everything is MI. Here are the headlines we have coming up for you today out of Barbados. Prime Minister says loan of U.S. $100 million from World Bank is necessary support. Guyana receives first payment for carbon credits. In St. Lucia, outlook for tourism sector very promising for 2023. We do have an update out of Jamaica. Twin sisters who went missing from home have been found. Grateful to hear that. Also out of Jamaica, online portal to check traffic ticket status is coming, says Chang. 
And uh, several ministries left exposed by a decade of poor accounting, says the Auditor General. Those stories and more out of the Caribbean corner in Latin America, Canada to send armored vehicles to Haitian government. United Nations calls for a probe into killing of two Honduran environmentalists and El Salvador passes law on cryptocurrency transfers. On the international scene, Egypt foils plot to steal 10-ton statue of Ramesses II. Not sure how they were going to do that. New Zimbabwe law threatens health workers with jail over strikes those stories and more coming up in news out of north america biden's document scandal eats away at efforts to hold republicans accountable and the house passes born alive abortion bill in business and tech news monumental increase record high egg prices in houston impacting consumers and businesses thank you javed for that one goldman sachs staff in asia let go i didn't even know they had an office over there in asia okay uh let go as global jobs call begins and um ftx update the collapsed crypto giant recovers over five billion dollars worth of assets hmm can't wait to talk about that one all right so in health and science news fda vaccine advisors are disappointed and angry that early data about new covid19 booster shot was not presented for review last year oh boy in sports news australia cancels afghanistan cricket series over curbs on women and osaka announces pregnancy plans to return to tennis in 2024 on the entertainment scene todd and julie chrisley expected to report to prison next week after their bail request was denied and mariah carey allegedly wants full custody of her and Nick Cannon's children after the birth of baby number 12. Can't say I blame Up. From over stereo, my son, I wear them pick it up. When more up and down, I'm not jealous of my 
pass it up. I miss a cat in the crew and never tear it up. Said Dan Dada, Dan Dada, Dan Dada, Dan 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 Dada. Pay all of the DJ, miss a cat a Dan Dada. A gold in front teeth, miss a back down to Shabba. The boy no got a soap, a cat and falla. I tell you this a youth where the jungle is falla. I tell you this a youth where the spanglers falla. I tell you this a youth where the uptown a falla. I tell you this a youth where the malas falla. I tell you this a youth where the firehouse falla. And downtown and uptown and down in Awarika. The boy no got the soap, a cat and falla. I walk from jungle, go straight over Rima. Gun in a your back. And it's up in a host that's on my front date. But now we are done. You're just tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you. Thank you so much to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, can't do this without you. Gotta slow that heart rate down a little bit because we're gonna pick it back up. Don't worry. Them of the whining skittle, whining skittle. Girl in Jamaica of the whining skittle, whining skittle, whining skittle. Girl all about them of the whining skittle. Pon them right foot on them a wine. Sissy still pon them left foot on them a wine. Sissy still more time in the dance as if them stand. Sissy still put them belly and waistline it a move. Sissy still man a watch them and man a get chill 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 whining skittle, whining skittle. Girl in Voice of Reggie Stepper. Wine and skill, wine and skill. Girl, all about them of the wine and skill. Come! Rock a shoulder from side to side Just like a ship, me said about to capsize Hand up on her back, it rest on her spine Bottom just a spin like spinning dub-wise Come! Early to bed, I miss it, early you rise I and I are entertainer and we do it exercise Them of the whining skill, whining skill Girl in Jamaica of the whining skill Wine in skittle, wine in skittle Girl all about them of the wine in skittle Time for a little Captain Barky Here we go Start to take me and pay a cool bump But the wicked is wine that is every month so Give me the wine where you mash up in America Give me the wine where you mash up in Canada Give me the wine where you mash up the 14 parishes in a Jamaica Give me the wine where the us crew a alpha Give me the wine where the love crew a scream for Give me the wine where rope little bubble When the MTG wine and she a scream for cocoa wine Give me the, give me the, give me the cocoa wine Give me the, give me the, give me the go-go wine Give me the, 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 give me the Love this city, girl, they might wind up them rumper Waistline and move and the bumper jumper Sweat start to take me and pay a cold bump But the wicked is wine, but me see pay the monster Sit down from the rhythm, them and sit down from the groove Put your man, they pan around him now move The love fi win and some girl a fi lose The go-go wine man must make the news up Give me the wine where you mash up in America Give me the wine where you mash up in a Canada Give me the wine where you mash up the 14 parishes in a Jamaica Give me the wine where the Yoshua of Alpha 
Give me the wine where the bubblers are scream for Give me the wine where okay little bubbler When young Gigi wine, she a scream for Go, go wine Give me the, give me the, give me the go, go wine Give me the, give me the, give me the go, go wine Give me the, give me the, give me the go, I think there's an update on, uh, what's his name? Jack Cure. Isn't he supposed to be going back to court pretty soon? As far in, I think he's over there in the Netherlands, right? Is it the Netherlands? Yeah. But what are you longing for, Jack Cure? I'm sure you're longing to be free. Let's There's 25 after the top of the hour. You got five minutes to get wherever you're going. If you need to be there 30 minutes fast, all right? Don't blame me for being late. That's not my fault. <laughs> get dressed, Javette. Get dressed. See, I, slow it. I slowed it down for you so you can, you know, focus. Once again to everyone tuned in online on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to the www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And thank you once again to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. After all, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And it's time for us to get started, and we're kicking it off in the Caribbean corner. And the 
next set of stories are courtesy of Caribbean.LoopNews.com. First up, out of Barbados, Prime Minister says loan of U.S. $100 million from World Bank is necessary support. The World Bank has approved U.S. $100 million in financing to support Barbados's low-carbon economic development and resilience to climate change. The approval came on January 10. According to the press release from the World Bank, Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley is quoted as saying, I cannot underscore enough the necessity of support such as this to middle to income, well, to middle income, small island developing states. Uh, This loan allows Barbados to advance its efforts to achieve climate resilience, including continuing our shift to clean energy. This ultimately allows us to better shield Barbadians from the worst excesses of the climate crisis while creating opportunities for green and blue jobs and investment as we adapt to our new reality. The Barbados Green and Resilient Development Policy Loan has two main pillars. The first focuses on green and blue resilient development, which includes a new law on water reuse, the adoption of a climate change and agriculture policy, and the establishment on an environment sustainability fund, all of which are critical since Barbados is a water-scarce country. This pillar also supports the reduction of marine pollution and management of natural resources in the context of climate vulnerability. The second pillar facilitates Barbados's low-carbon and resilient infrastructure development through the implementation of new standards for agency-level disaster management plans, institutional reviews of national emergency management agencies, as well as increased renewable energy capacity and support for climate change adaptation and mitigation efforts. Barbados's heavy dependence on imported fossil fuels exposes the country to international price fluctuations, thereby impacting the competitiveness of productive sectors. Rising fuel prices also exasperate the increasing vulnerability of Barbados's economic recovery, adding to existing environmental vulnerabilities. You know, I have a question. Um, where do they source their fuel from? Is it within... The Caribbean Basin, meaning either from Venezuela or Guyana. Of course, hold on. Let me just jump to Google real quick. Um, anybody knows while I'm pulling this up? Just wondering. It's so weird when you hear reports of islands because all islands are surrounded by water. Um, how can you have a water issue, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we don't have no rivers. Really? None? None. No real rivers, per se. Just little streams? We have a few streams, but they don't have no rivers. And it's a limestone island. It's not volcanic. Ah. Hold on. Hold on now. I need to learn something here. See, I probably fell asleep. So you're telling me if an island is volcanic, that contributes to it having water? Well, the volcanic islands tend to be, have more mountains. Mm-hmm. So, and then they tend to have richer soils. 
Okay. So the forest cover and thing will tend to be denser. Mm. And that would that would aid in the rain. And just by the top of topography of the land would um tend to increase the rainfall based on how, you know, that metrics work. So if you're volcanic, you're usually is hillier, you usually have more forest cover, and that usually translates back into rain. Hmm. Okay. Usually. Usually. All right. Thank you so much. All right. So I'm I'm trying to find. Um, okay. Just keeps telling me they import, they import, they import. All right. I guess I'll find, come across it another time. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, Donald, for that. That was interesting. See, every day I'm learning something new. Next up, or next, we head on over to Guyana for our next story. Go ahead, Donald. Go right ahead. Before you go on to the Guyana story, um, the whole loan to, to transfer to green energy and stuff, I think is something the entire Caribbean should look at because as an a destination we have solar that we can exploit there are some countries that have geothermal that can um, energy that can be exploited we have water where we could do hydro and stuff like that and a lot of wind so I don't know why we do not focus a lot more in those areas because um, most of our money goes into the import of fuel and stuff like that we've heavily dependent why don't we change transfer to green energy? Like utilize these natural resources to lower our costs and use less fuel. I'm with you 100% on that. Um, especially when it comes to solar energy, right? The Caribbean is known for sunshine. Um, even here in South Florida, I'm not sure why. We, I know FPL, they have a lot of... Um, I call them solar farms close to where I live. Um, and yet your light bill is still high. <laughs> Can you imagine if we weren't um, being quote unquote subsidized with um, solar energy? But yeah, in the Caribbean, that should be heavily pushed. I totally agree with you going green more um, and less reliant on other sources. Um, but I think the issue... Um, Donald, well, in Jamaica, it's expensive to switch to solar. And it takes a couple of years to recoup the cost of the solar um, panels and the whole setup, right? Um, I think the takes about five, two, anywhere between two to five years. And I think it's more towards five years to recoup that cost. So we need to look at how we can make it more cost effective to make that switch. And um, and I understand the government of Jamaica does own some shares, <laughs> a large number of shares in the um, energy company there. But I think it's a great way for us to go. But how can it be more affordable? But if we're saying it takes, two to, let's say, two to five years to switch, I mean, that's one election cycle. So that's not even a long period of time. And how much investments do we have in the Caribbean or in any country that, that, that could recoup the cost in two to five years? That's great if that's the case. But I'm not only talking about solar. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about wind. I'm talking about hydro. So you could, it has to be a hybrid. It doesn't necessarily mean 
we depend on solar alone or whatever. There are areas where you could do hydro, right? Which may not, which, which may not be, you know, cost that much and stuff like panels and all that stuff. You don't need that. Mm -hmm. There are areas you need, you need wind. Yeah, and I know they all have downsides to them, but I'm just saying we could look for a combination model, and especially we could look at a model like CARICOM could look into a model where, as a region, we we purchase stuff and subsidize stuff and get it in bulk and get the expertise coming into the region and stuff and really transform the Caribbean economies I as, agree. A, as one destination. It doesn't necessarily have to go alone. I agree. So we have to change the way we think, to tell the truth. Yeah, we do. We totally do. We must. Um, well, let us see how governments are, or energy ministries, ministries throughout the Caribbean, um, if they're going to be exploring this and push for this, right? And of course, we all know that <laughs> nothing will be promoted, endorsed, um, or implemented unless <laughs> um, there's going to be some financial gain or benefit to some people, right? We have to un remember that too. You know, some people are going to be hesitant because they're going to think of what's going to, you know, come out of their pocket, what they're they're not going to be able to make as much. Their profit margin is going to dwindle. And we all know money is a motivator for many people, especially the higher they climb up the ladder. So it is a great way to go natural as much as possible. So let's see. All right. Thank you again, Donald. Always appreciate your comments. So on to Guyana. Guyana receives first payment of carbon credits. The Guyana government says it has received its first payment for carbon credits under the agreement with the U.S. oil company Hess Corporation, making a payment of U.S. $75 million under the agreement that will be worth a minimum of U.S. $750 million up to 2030. The government statement said that two further payments of $37.5 million U.S. each will be made during 2023 bringing the total amount available for appropriation in this year's national budget to U.S. $150 million. The statement said the payment is a result of the government's continued recognition of the important role that Guyana's forests play in not only the development of the country, but in com combating climate change globally. It said that guided by the groundbreaking Low Carbon Development Strategy, LCDS, of 2030, Guyana has set out a vision for monetizing the climate and ecosystem services provided by our standing forest while accelerating the country's economic development along a low carbon trajectory. So, Donald, are you speaking with the um, ministry in Guyana? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, huh? And that that is good. Although I still think the the selling carbon sort of take the the big polluters off the hook a bit. But it's good income for um, these destinations, places mm -hmm. like Ghana and Brazil. You know, like the Amazon and stuff, where you can't uh, forest that is so valuable to the world for medicine and every kind of research and so on. You can't put the onus on one country to take care of it. Right. So I think these things are good. Amen. <laughs> and if, in case people are wondering if um, 
climate change is real and the effects of um, capitalism and industrialism really have an impact or they're really affecting our environment and nature. Just take a look at what's happening in California. It is real, folks. It is so real. You know, we, we tend to ignore these things. And if we don't take care of the only planet we are able to live on, despite people, you know, people trying to get to Mars, um, I don't see it happening realistically. But we have to take care of the Earth. We have to take care of it if we intend for our future generations to be able to exist here, right? So it is all too important. Next up, go ahead, go right ahead before I move on. Go ahead. Isn't it amazing how we're destroying Earth, but we're trying to get to another planet to live? To destroy that one too. <laughs> Listen, wherever we go, we, we are destructive, aren't we? We are destructive. That's all, right? Greedy and destructive. That's what we, um, those are the flags we fly high. So we hop on over to St. Lucia. Outlook for tourism sector, very promising for 2023. St. Lucia's outlook for 2023 looks very promising, says Minister for Investment, Tourism and Creative Industries, Dr. Ernest Hilaire. According to Dr. Hilaire, St. Lucia closed off 2022 on a high note, especially for the tourism sector, which rebounded strongly after two years of lockdown brought about by the COVID pandemic. As it relates to tourism, the numbers looked very good, and December was even better than we expected, he said, declaring that there are exciting things in store for 2023. Later this month, the cruise line vessel Arvia, with a passenger capacity of 6,509 passengers, will make its inaugural call to St. Lucia, the largest ship in terms of passenger capacity, to anchor there. We also will be announcing the lineup and details for the Jazz and Arts Festival, which will be making an exciting return in May, and we will be making some changes to how it was done in the past. More emphasis will be placed on the arts component, particularly outreach and education. Uh, question. Question. Happy Clubhouse anniversary, Tasha. Question. Um, do we promote regional tourism enough because i think we in the caribbean and i'm including um florida because we do have yeah i'm including i'm including florida so a part of the usa in the caribbean and latin america are we promoting regional tourism and the reason i'm asking when you hear, <clears throat> excuse me, people, for example, in Jamaica say, oh, I'm going on vacation. Where are you headed? Oh, I'm going to the United States. Okay. Oh, I'm going to the Middle East. They want, everybody wants to go to Dubai, Abu Dhabi, um, Qatar. Um, oh, I'm going to the UK. Rarely you hear people say, oh, I'm going to go to Barbados or I'm going to go to Grenada or I'm going to Antigua or Turks and Caicos. Or am I not aware that there is a huge regional tourism um, marketing plan? Go right ahead. I think some time back there was um, 
it was very vibrant, the regional tourism. And I think it contributes more than we, we, we give credit to the, to the Caribbean economies. I think it's actually relatively vibrant. But that's the point I was making in a previous um, call when we was, I was talking about making a Caribbean airline a public good. Yes. As opposed to making it where people just go. If you make it a public good, people could island hop. There would be more tourism, more economic activities, everything like that. And it would be a net, I think it would be a net benefit to all, all the countries in the Caribbean. But we have to look at the Caribbean more as a destination on its own in totality, where we are interdependent and stuff, and where we, um, we help each other. Mm-hmm. And that will just lift the entire Caribbean, all the countries, as opposed to just these individual island things. We have to look at a more you know, Caribbean mindset. Yes, definitely. As you're talking, you know what I was flashing back? Go ahead, Javette, before I speak. You go right ahead. I think it has changed. I know that I don't see much marketing, but when I was younger and would say Antigua and Barbuda, people would look at me like I'm crazy. Now when I speak on it, they have um, awareness of it. So it has changed a bit. Okay, so it has changed. Uh, Who remembers and I stand to be corrected where, you know, James would more than likely be the one to correct me because since he worked with um, the ISSA group of companies. But uh, if memory serves me well, I remember um, back in the 90s, Sandals, you, there was a promotion. When Butch Stewart took over um, your Jamaica, there was a promotion with sandals where you could stay at one and vacation at all wherever they were in the Caribbean. Does that still happen? If a hotel has um, locations in other Caribbean islands, are people able to, let's say, my main stay would be at Sandals Ocherias, but I'm able to go to Let's say if they have one in St. Lucia, I'm able to go there and, you know, spend a couple nights and, you know, which I think is um, lending to in helping with the economy in the other islands as well. And if it's not being done, is it something worth revisiting? If it has stopped, is it something worth revisiting as a way to boost um, inter-Caribbean dependency and um, improving the economy? How do we feel about that? Are you speaking on like the timeshares they used to have back in the day? Mm-hmm. So if you bought from one place, you can go to timeshares all over the country as long as it's in the same um, company. Sim- it's similar to that, but it's similar to that, but it wasn't a timeshare. It was uh, where you could book to stay at one but then you could go and enjoy other hotels in other countries. And of course, you know, you could leave the facility and venture out into the um, island and so on and so forth and take um, advantage of the excursions there. But it's similar. It, the idea is very similar, um, Javette. Go ahead, Donald. I think it was a promotion they were doing. I think it was a promotion. I'm not sure if it's something that still happened, but it was a promotion they were doing back then. Oh. Okay. 
See, my memory not that bad. <laughs> that promotion was one of the reasons why Air Jamaica synced. He mm. could have offered those. He could offer those promotion at the time. You notice uh, when those promotion was going on is when he was running Air Jamaica. So uh. go figure from there. Okay. All right. So I wasn't wrong. It was while he had Air Jamaica. Okay. So that contributed. Yeah, that's how he offered such low. Remember, even when he was watching like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, all these things, right? Yes. That's how they offered that low plane price. Pretty much, you were paying for his hotels, but you wasn't paying for the plane flight. So, um, he helped. He helped with the sinking up Air Jamaica with that too. That was a big issue also, um, because they also questioned like if. Nobody did see the conflict of interest at the time when he came in and take over Air Jamaica. So that was a big issue then. I I, I remember that. Mm. Wow. I remember, you know what I remember, um, Dre, back in the 90s during that time? The flights were packed. You better get to the airport on time. And um, I want to say... The flights going into Montego Bay were about 75 to 80% tourists. Yeah. Packed, packed, packed. Fully booked. You're right. No, no, okay. It's a shame that that happened, that he used it to his advantage that way. Business move, some would say. Strategic business move. He was a shrewd businessman. I will give him that. But, um... More should have been done to avoid what happened to Urge Miko. Definitely. There was a way that you could have created a balance in the scales, I believe. You know, but, you know, that's how it usually goes, right? People want more for themselves. All right, so we hop on over to Jamaica. Here's an update. Good news. The twin sisters that we reported yesterday... Um, as missing have been found amelia and jamelia mcdonald the twin sisters of maxfield avenue kingston 13 who were reported missing earlier this week are back home their grandmother told loop news that the girls who went missing from their home on january 9 are safe they were reportedly found the next day all i can say they are found alive Taken to the doctor, can't say much at this time, thank you. She texted in response to calls made to a number she had listed to be contacted in case anyone saw the girls after an Ananda alert was activated. The Hunts Bay Police had appealed for the public's help to find the missing twins on Monday. Hmm. For her to say, I guess I'm reading too much into it. Um, I wonder if they left on their own can't say much at this time thank you hmm. okay the greatest thing they have been found that's it they're back home tourism pension scheme on track to reach 10,000 members soon nearly 8,000 workers are now contributing to jamaica's tourism pension scheme resulting in its generating savings of 350 million dollars Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett made this disclosure during Tuesday's sitting of the House of Representatives. He indicated, too, that the pension scheme is on track to reach 10,000 members during the current winter season. 
The potential for this pension program is to have over 350,000 members, and that savings will bring billions of dollars, which will now become a pool of affordable funds for capital development and on lending for various other investment projects, Bartlett said. And we know in economics that one of the bases on which solid growth is predicted is when the domestic savings of a country are converted into investment, he added. The pension scheme is designed to cover all tourism workers aged 18 to 59, whether permanent, contract, or self-employed. They include hotel workers as well as persons employed in related industries, such as craft vendors, tour operators, red cap porters, contract carriage operators, and workers at attractions. The benefits will be payable at age 65 years or older. The minister also spoke to the tourism sector's continued rebound from the COVID-19 pandemic-induced economic fallout. Uh, great. I, I endorse the scheme. And um, <laughs> you know what? Let me not use the word scheme. <laughs> okay that's what i was gonna say like why would you use that word because that's what they use in jamaica a pension scheme right that's what they call it i don't like the word scheme i don't like it it sounds as though you know it's a plan to get money out of me and me not get anything back now i am here for it though and here is why um then they never had anything to look forward to really before now what i will say to uh minister edmund bartlett is please be cautious what we don't want is for the the funds that have been pumped in right and the 350 million dollars so far what we don't want is that when people get to the age where they're able to um take advantage of the benefits there is slim to zero return on the investment we want to ensure that whatever the the funds are going to be invested in are going to be um, reasonable. Low risk, but reasonable. Because what you don't want are play with people money. Because you know how Jamaican we ignorant already when it comes to money. I hope those so-called investment is not a lot of government borrowing money from the scheme and not paying it back. And when time to pay people, they say in the scheme in trouble. Because mm -hmm. you see it happens already. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There needs to be a contract. And I hope they do. I'm not sure what the, the, the um, fine print looks like. I don't have access to it. But what I would hope is included is a guaranteed minimum return. Backed by the government. Right? So even if it doesn't pan out the way it ought to at least i can be assured of a minute my, my full investment with a minimum return if i'm making sense can i play with people money now so if if if, if the money was utilized for, for other things that are not properly invested and not properly steward where, where the guaranteed money will come from to give you <laughs> I just don't want them um, messing up. You know how it go already in third in, in third world countries, quote unquote. Well, there are different scheme, um, pension programs that could be uh, implemented, but at the end of the day, if 
any program is done properly, by and large, it will be successful. It's when we start, you know, doing stuff we're not supposed to do, that's when we end up in trouble for the most part. So can I ask a question? Yeah, go right ahead. The so-called investments, will that be like overseas investments? That's like companies question. overseas? Because I'm, I don't want to, I don't know if Jamaica has companies you can invest in. Um, yeah, Jamaica has a stock exchange. We have a stock and, exchange, And um, yeah. more than likely the investment would be, um, it would be a balanced portfolio. It would be different different investments it wouldn't be like i don't think it will be skewed too much in one direction or the other and um it would be has to be investment that are considered to be relatively safe i did not know jamaica had a stock exchange yes we do <laughs> yes we do and might i add the strongest stock exchange in the world for going more than almost two decades But they don't talk about that, though. Yeah, the exchange so, in Jamaica is pretty, is pretty good. I mean, so not then, kind of volumes, but it's good. So then why is your um, currency to the U.S. so high? Well, that that's not really based on the stock exchange. That's just based on um, trading, pretty much. And and though, yeah, that's just based on trading. No, I understand that, but you would think that if you have a strong trading economy, the dollar exchange would be a little better. You you think so? But those are like private companies in Jamaica. But I have to look more into that. Why it's not stronger? But if you do the research. Um, for years, Jamaica had one of the strongest stock exchange in the world. Hmm. Um, yeah, it has been for a very long time. I don't see it going anywhere. Now, when it comes to trade, I don't think the trade is what it used to be. And I think that accounts for the dollar being what it is. Also, we have other factors in play when you talk about the IMF and a whole string of things but yeah um, there are quite a few people who invest in the stock market in jamaica um and they will tell you it's good to them um what i well back then when i was in banking in jamaica what i found is that the um bankers the bank officials that specialized in um investments they were more um, people-oriented. They truly cared about your portfolio. They saw to it that you had, your, your portfolio was diversified, yes, but they looked out for your interest, not their pockets. They put you first. They would be on the phones, that, you know, as soon as there are some chain market changes or whatever other opportunities, they're calling you, they're reaching out to you, and they're guiding you and they're telling you the things that you need to be cautious about. I don't know if it's the same with investors here. I don't know. 
I, don't, I, I think here people are more fascinated with the glitz and the glam of being in the stock market and um, handling portfolios because they're they're more concerned about how much they can make off of your investment. And I think that um, is why that could be a contributing factor to why Jamaica's stock um, stock market industry is so strong. The people behind it, the people, and, you know, and that speaks to any industry. People are important, and the type of service you're delivering is so important. Right now, you call your bank, automated system, and you go, sometimes it's so freaking frustrating to try to get to where you want to go. I find it annoying. Right. And I, I don't think we have properly balanced out tech and human resources. I don't know. That's just me. But there is a lot of factors that um, decide the, the exchange rates of a currency. Your supply and demand, you look at the inflation, inflation rate, you look at capital, the flow, the money supply, you know, what type of exchange rate systems you have. So there's a lot of factors, not just the stock, the stock market. There's a lot of factors. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. Next up, also out of Jamaica, courtesy of Loop News, online portal to check traffic ticket status is coming, says Jang. A traffic ticket web portal is to be launched to allow motorists to check the status of their traffic tickets, print their records, and use it to attend to their matters in the courts. This was revealed on Tuesday by the Minister of National Security, Dr. Horace Chang, during a ministerial statement in the House of Representatives, where he announced that a new end-to-end digitized ticketing system will be launched on February 1st, the same day that the new Road Traffic Act takes effect. As at February 1, 2023, the portal will show how many demerit points have been accumulated and if your license has been suspended. I encourage all employers have your drivers generate their driving reports from the portal to show that they are in good standings as it will be an offense to employ or permit a person to drive without the person being the holder of a driver's license, thus making the employer liable to a fine of $30,000 or 10 days imprisonment. Ah, ooh, that's sticky (laughs) for employers, but everybody has to bear the brunt of this one because a well-thinking employer who needs drivers should not be hiring people with um, suspended licenses or revoked licenses or folks with outstanding traffic tickets. So there we go, raising the bar. Yeah, it's painful, but we have to change the trajectory, right? We have to change the outcome. Put in these stringent measures so now, yeah, people are going to complain, but I'm here for it. 
but it's a 10 days imprisonment if you have someone on your payroll. Ooh, okay. Uh, Todd's president says the government has failed to clarify information regarding the new Road Traffic Act. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM.com. And the next four stories are courtesy of that website as well. So president of the Transport Operator Development Sustainable Services, Todd's Egerton Newman, says he is disappointed that the government has failed to provide clear information regarding the new Road Traffic Act. Speaking with our news center yesterday, Newman said his organization is seeking legal counsel in order to decide how to move forward. Newman noted that taxi operators need a public education campaign on the rules and regulations surrounding the new Road Traffic Act. He also said the introduction of a digital traffic ticketing system will not be efficient in addressing the flaws in the system. The government has urged motorists to settle their outstanding traffic tickets ahead of February 1st when the new Road Traffic Act is scheduled to take effect. So, um, I need to stop saying so. I don't know why. Bad habit. As it relates to the education of the people who drive, do they have a website where they are able to access these rules and regulations? And if they don't, um, that is something that Minister Chang should see to it is made available and with the website also have an app right almost everybody has a smartphone so they can have the app available no excuses now if you can if you're going tell me so you can't read explain to me how you get your license how did you get your license because you had to do a written test, right? I think. And then that will open up a whole nother can of worms. But have a link on the website where people are able to go and familiarize themselves and also have an app. Just a suggestion, and I'm not saying it's not in place, but in case it's not, that's my recommendation. Not sure. Um... <laughs> no, no. I am just saying <laughs> several ministers left exposed by a decade of poor accounting, according to the Auditor General. Some government ministries are being chided by Auditor General Pamela Monroe Ellis for failing to present appropriation accounts going back almost 10 years. That's according to the Auditor General's annual report tabled in the House of Representatives on Tuesday. This means the various entities have not accorded the Auditor General nor the Ministry of Finance the opportunity to review the management of their approved budgets. This has resulted in hundreds of billions of dollars in financial exposure. <laughs> Hold on a second. This, I can't be reading this now. This is unreal. This can't be true. Tell me that she didn't say 10 years. She must have meant a year. How 
is this possible? Right? And these are the um, things, the cracks that cause, <sighs> you know, let me just go ahead and, and play this sound. In guys. terms of the gross sum, the Ministry of Education is by far the worst offender. According to the Auditor General, up to the time of reporting, the Education Ministry has still not submitted its appropriation accounts for the seven years 2012 to 2013, 2018 to 19, and 2021 to 2022. Monroe Ellis says this failure has denied the Jamaican people an opportunity to review the $758 billion worth of approved budgets over the seven years against the country's policy direction, as well as the impact the result may have in guiding approval of subsequent budgets. The Auditor General is calling on the Education Ministry to implement a proper system of internal controls to prevent, detect, and correct errors and irregularities, and to ensure the appropriation accounts are prepared timely and accurately. The Ministry of Health has also been found in breach, leaving the Auditor General unable to verify the expenditure of $560 billion in budgeted allocations over the last nine years. After the audit, the Health Ministry advised that the suggested period has been completed and submitted to the Internal Audit Unit for verification. It also explained that the delay was due to challenges with its server. The Auditor General recommended an immediate investigation be conducted to determine the cause of the protracted delay. The Ministry of Finance itself rounds out the top three. According to the Auditor General, the Ministry had not submitted the appropriation accounts for the fiscal years 2019-2020 to 2021-2022, with approved budgets of $208 billion. The Ministry of Labor and Social Security is on the hook for $75 billion over a seven-year period. Monroe Ellis is encouraging the Ministry's management to act immediately to strengthen its systems of internal controls to detect and correct errors and irregularities promptly. The Financial Administration and Audit Act stipulates that accounting officers submit to the Finance Minister and the Auditor General appropriation accounts setting out the expenditure for the year against the approved budgetary allocation. This is to be done within four months after the end of such a financial year. The Auditor General is required by law to audit these accounts and give an opinion on whether the money expended has been used for the purpose for which it was approved, and that the expenditure does not exceed the amount authorized. Siobhan Campbell for Nationwide News. And we are cracking the hell up. So before we even talk about this, just want to give everyone listening online, um, what are appropriation accounts? Appropriation accounts show how companies and governments distribute their funds. Companies and governments appropriate funds in order to delegate cash for the necessities of business operations. In general, accounting, in general accounting, sorry, appropriation accounts are mainly prepared by partnerships and limited liability companies. Now, um, you explain to me for 10 years, every year, I- I'm giving you money. So who do I hold responsible? them are myself every year all of you in here all of you manage a ministry right so javette is supposed to be auditing all of you 
I turned to Javette and I said, Javette, has everyone, you know, turned in there? Have you got a chance to audit them yet? And Javette says, no. And I'm like, okay, all right, let me go ahead and give everybody their, their money regardless. Whose fault is that? Who do we hold responsible for that? Can you blame, can you only blame the various ministries? No. Nope. No. Me are the idiot. Become just a dash for money, sir. And this is how money goes missing. And were they paying the auditor for the full 10 years too? For a job <laughs> they didn't do? hundreds of billions of dollars in financial exposure tighten up tighten the heck up we're too loose we open up like tivoli what can go so which sanki sings so Is there a way to privatize the government? Oh, okay. You speak in patois. I've never heard. What? <laughs> what's what's a sankey? Sankey is an old hymn. Oh, you know, you would hear Jamaicans tend to say that. No sankey, no sing so. Sankeys are old hymns. And you think about old people with, you know, those old ladies with their kerchiefs and they're waving their kerchiefs as they're singing. How is this possible? In which world? In realistically, how are you going to be successful? You're bleeding on the back end and you don't even know it. You are bleeding and you probably know, but you're not in a care. But every day the buckets got to the well, one day the bottom must drop out. How can you leave yourself exposed like that? Is there a way to privatize the government? Because in the private sector, you're audited every year. Well, I can speak from my experience in banking. You have to make sure everything adds up. Not even a penny can be missing. You sure that's not an onion report? One of those reports that somebody just make up for, for, for kicks, for jokes? You, you said the Ministry of Finance was, did not put in appropriation accounts from 2019, you know. That's the Ministry of Finance. So forget about all the other ministries. <laughs> did I hear wrong? No, you didn't. I mean, 10 years? As Javed said, so what happened to the Auditor General for the, la the last nine? <laughs> <laughs> so assuming this one is finally doing their job. And how do you... Uh, this, uh, this, this has too much to comment on. Just, just forget that. This is a joke. Then hold on there. Then if, if me working at tourism, and I'm sorry if I'm speaking part of folks who can't understand, I soon translate. Then you want to tell me, no, say, me working at tourism, I'm going to put my money in a pension scheme. 
If I can't manage one, I manage. How the hell am I gonna manage that? You know, this is something wrong. Something is totally off, folks. There needs to be more financial so responsibility. Go ahead, Javet. So, in the United States, a private company can get away with this more than the other companies. But in Jamaica, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. No. <laughs> so for the, for the last 10 years, how do they know that these different ministries has been um, appropriating funds according to the policies and, and what was budgeted and so on? I mean, how do you know what is happening, period? Like, how do you get a financial assessment of what actually is going on with the money that is distributed to all these various departments? Because it's, it's like a chronic something, like every department. Listen, I can't stop laughing. Hold on, listen to this. The Ministry of Health has been found in breach of leaving the Auditor General unable to verify the expenditure of $560 billion in, allo in budgeted allocations. No, it leads me to think that it allocates the people's pocket. Because we have seen videos of the conditions of the, the various um, hospitals around the island. We have seen videos of the conditions of various um, health centers around the island. So where the money there? Who have the money? That's crazy. They need to go through everybody's bank accounts. Yes. Investments accounts. They even need to go to these people's homes where they live because obviously they don't have no tin roofs. <laughs> You know, as you said, go to people's homes. This is something that I have said they need to cut out in Jamaica. You become a member of parliament. You live in Kingston and St. Andrew, even say St. Catherine. Why them I take you out of your house and put you in our house so them I pay hundreds of thousands of dollars a month for rent? What wrong with the house where you live in? Them pay your helper, them pay your, your gardener. I don't see why you're getting a good enough salary. Why should taxpayers be paying your helper and your gardener? Why should taxpayers be paying your rent for these expensive homes and then you turn around and rent out your house? That's what some of them do. So Javid, when you go to these people's personal accounts, what are you looking for actually? <laughs> the thing is we're looking for we're looking for uh, um, a pattern of money being deposited into their accounts without any legitimate receipts. The failure to provide the report does not necessarily mean there was misappropriation. The money could have been appropriated properly. It's just not reported, so you cannot verify. So the first thing you have to do is get this whole reporting structure in place and set to hold people accountable before you even know if money was missing or not. It doesn't necessarily mean that money is missing. It just means that they did not submit the reports. 
Every so, time you move money, you have to have a transaction. You have to have a receipt for money being moved in or out. That's for anything you do in the world. So they didn't submit the reports. So where are the reports now? Show me the money. Exactly. Show well, me the, the first thing. The first thing you have to do is just lock up the last nine accountant general or how much else. <laughs> Just, just take them and put them to jail. Don't even ask no question, no trial, nothing. <laughs> and then they start from there. <laughs> no, 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 you know, Donna, we're here laughing at a very serious matter. Them say you have to take bad things and make joke. Let me tell you something. You know why? For me, this is painful. And it's, it, it, it reaches home for me. When we don't pay GCT, our GCT in Jamaica, when we don't pay our taxes in Jamaica, we are penalized at a rate of 25%. If we file our tax returns late, our, um, if our, oh, jeez. Um. This is such a fundamental, like, breach, right? That this is so bad that I don't even think it's something we have to comment on. This is just something that needs to be, I don't even understand. I don't even understand how we, you're talking 10 years. I don't even know. This is not even something it's, I could fathom. I don't, I don't get it. I, we can't. I'm just lost. <laughs> We're <laughs> up in space. We're in the galaxy right now trying to find our way back to Earth. And yes, Donald, I agree that the money may not have been misappropriated, but as Javed says, where are the receipts? And if you can't prove or provide receipts and show proof of the, the, the money spent, how the money was spent, it leads us to think only one thing. I'm sorry. We can't help but think one thing. And because we know um, corruption is rampant, has always been rampant, and people are able to get away with it. Unfortunately, that is how we're led to think. When I started in banking, and I was I started out as a teller. If you're short a dollar, you can't just you, you count and recount your draw. You go back through your transaction receipt because debits must equal to credits. You you have to make sure you're keying things properly or you write down things properly. And and you check on your you check on your check about three times and then the head teller come and check you. Then the teller manager come and check you. Then operations manager come and check you. Branch manager come and check you. The amount of check you get. Before you're told, okay, go ahead and write an offset ticket. If somebody comes in to deposit money that has to be called, and that is money that cannot be put back in circulation, we have to write a ticket for it and attach the ticket to the money. And that has to wrap up and bring get if you care back to Bank of Jamaica. So there is a check every step of the way. How money you have to have out? So I don't understand. And then how the hell... Can the Minister of Finance round out the top three of not submitting the appropriation accounts for fiscal years 2019 to 2020 and 2021 to 2022 with an approved budget 
of $208 billion. This is frackinackle, Javen. It, 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 okay, because you know I'm accountant, right? So it, it's, it's crazy. Just, just totally crazy. This no make not one jackass sense. This no make no sense. This is not one year. This is not two years. This is a decade of no one tracking the ins and the outs of money. Millions, billions of dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I never said this from the band. From Wappy Kill Philip, I have never seen this. But to make it worse, the report make it look as though it's a so-called internal control problem. There is no controls, internal, external, side tunnel, whatever. There is zero control. I don't get it. How could that happen for 10 years? What happened if things like that are pervasive throughout the Caribbean? We're in a lot, a lot of trouble. We're in serious trouble, Donald. Serious, serious trouble. This one for you, Chili. All pirates, yes, they We can't say anything else at this point. <laughs> peace to the room, peace to the room. High moment. <laughs> What's up, Teflon? <laughs> at this point. I have to agree with you, Chile. All pirates. <laughs> Lord have mercy. This is the report of the year. I don't think it can get any worse than this as far as the government and spending is concerned. But them won't come after you. For everything what you have, every nook and cranny, them won't look up. Come after you and they're not handling their business. Government to proceed with constitutional reform even without opposition support. Minister of Legal and Constitutional Affairs Marlene Malahu Fort says the government will press on, press on and ahead with a referendum on constitutional reform if it fails to secure the support of the opposition. The government and opposition are at odds on how to proceed with Jamaica's transition towards becoming a republic. Malahu Fort has expressed disappointment. That opposition leader, Mark Golding, has chosen not to name members to a constitutional reform committee being established to guide the process. The opposition leader has been critical of a six-month delay between the time he wrote to the minister seeking clarity on the government's plan and when she responded to his letter. Mr. Golding says his request for additional information is reasonable. Malahu Fort says the government is taking on constitutional reform in three stages. Y'all get it together, right? No, I'm not even business about that. I'm more concerned about the money. Tourism sector booming since reopening of the economy. So that's some good news. According to Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett, he says the sector continues to see an increase in visitor arrivals since the opening of the economy. Or reopening, rather. 
Speaking during a sitting in the House of Representatives recently, the minister says the economy has collected billions of dollars in revenue over the last year. Is the Minister of Tourism, Minister of Tourism, <laughs> one of the exposed ministers? My gosh yes the minister says the economy has collected billions of dollars in revenue over the last year in light of this bartlett says the government's aim is to change the labor market in tourism and increase the membership of individuals on the pension program jamaica reopened its borders reopened its borders in june 2020 following the covid 19 shutdown earlier that same year and those are our stories out of the caribbean corner we're going to take a quick music break when we return it's stories out of latin america and from the international scene it is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday Music in Retrospect, taking you back to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s in reggae and dancehall style. She look more bonita The way she pull from my me of Selena She rocks up, she dips up She only dance to reggae and calypso Look how the dress hook up on her hips up Look how she move fast and not do it slow Yeah, more bonita Mama sees her Girl, why let me come behind you? Me make she feel alright Gonna dance all night if you want to Till I'm on the light Love how you feel in front of me so Girl, let me hold you tight Look at a beer get in the arena Number one girl, prima ballerina Look a girl, how you feel come in ya She not drink only spoon since me ya She look more bonita You not see that I'm my Mona Lisa She rocks up, she dips up She only dance to reggae and calypso Look how the dress hook up on her hips up Look how she move fast and I do it slow More bonita my mama sees her Girl, why let me come behind you? Me make she feel alright Could I dance all night if you want to? Till I'm on the light Love how you feel in front of me so Girl, let me hold you tight Girl, why let me come behind you? Me make she feel alright Could I dance all night if you want to? Till I'm on the light Love how you feel in front of me so Girl, let me hold you tight Gotta say thank you to everyone listening online on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, music in retrospect, taking you through the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Here is Lexus ring off Maselli. Skirt, blouse, shoes, rap, clap. So may have a girl at TikTok. Grandma come in and come catch me, she shot. She can't believe her heart and pick me that. <laughs> hey, better than that. To the girl, hear me from the radio, see me from the telly. Ring off me, Sally. One bag of girl walk and rub down me belly. Anthony, money, Kelly, money. Susie, Shelly. Hear me from the radio, see me from the telly. Ring, 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 ring off me, Sally. Yes, which girl walk and rub down me belly. Anthony, money, Kelly, money. Susie, Shelly. 
Sandy, she had the girl that pay me phone bill. Tracy and Nashi light up my whole skill. The one when she did right behind on the pill. Me and my baby mother left, but me slam still. To whom me flex, my mother said that me no easy. She kind of vex because her best friend please me. Right now, all the boss wife are tease me. You are fishy when she has freeze us to them gone. Give me for the radio, see me for the telly. Ring off me silly. One bag of girl want me DJ Hagapelli. Antoinette, Shelly, Eya Kima. Give me pon the radio, see me pon the telly. Ring, 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 ring off me silly. One bag of them want corrupt down me belly. Hey, me not all the bitch. Let me go south. If you check that a 12 girl me tell you about. I me not tell you about Michelle will live down a south. Punchinella, she love you, say your mouth Me never know, so you so Angela broke out You know long lady, star so one screw me Queen Paula, I'm a krill, one do me All the Japanese girl, when name you me Say if me does, stop a friend, she a go Give me from the radio, see me from the telly Bring off me silly One bag of girl, want me DJ Hakapele Follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee Into World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Mavada, where are you? I'm so special, I'm so special, so special, so special. That's why I'm strapped with my 45 special. Boy, I pre this girl and they want to chase like fatal. Thank I'm so special, I'm so special, so special, so special. Tell them no fear, too fierce expression. Guy, if you know, don't you know, can't chase my data. Me hear them shot, and I said, them want me, head bomb black butt. 
Me burn the fire till it's red panda to better Help poor people with them bed from black SSC a dirty heart you are got dead from that seat Now them a say me mark for death and eat Time what them say me walk for death you see it Them lock me down and me can't forget God you over did a guide me say me no regret yeah. I'm so special, I'm so special, so special, so special. That's why I'm strapped with my father five special. Them are pretty for girl and them are pretty like special. But uh, I'm so special, I'm so special, so special, so special. Tell them no fear, too fierce expression. Life no, dirty mouth can't just not that all the same thing. Jackie and Steven are the swine for In pharmacy too much that them blind for One plate of food them sell out mankind for Yes you have your answer where the bag of bad man Besides set them dot work so what the fuck them want me shine for Sorry them about that Mama mix me in a crime for Are the same thing while that rise him nine for Every dot work just shall show them a sign for Cause ya uh, Make me special And so, so special, special so special so special That's why me strap with my father five special Them want pretty with the girl and them want chase like petal but uh, I'm so special. I'm so special. You so are special, all special, special. don't you ever doubt that? <laughs> no make nobody treat you like a box juice when you are champagne. Thank you for this one, Movado. Thank you for reminding us that we are all special. Don't don't wait for nobody to treat you special. Treat yourself, right? Yeah. Wrap your arms around yourself and love on yourselves. Thank you so much to everyone tuned in online and right here with me on Clubhouse. Now it is time for us to get into stories out of Latin America. First up. Canada to send armored vehicles to the Haitian government. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera.com. Not sure if this is what they want, but let's see. Canada has delivered armored vehicles to Haiti to help combat criminal gangs. This is as the Caribbean nation faces a humanitarian crisis. That's according to the Canadian Foreign Ministry. Canadian military aircraft made the delivery to the Haitian National Police in the capital of Port-au-Prince on Wednesday, it added. Haitian gangs seized control of much of the country since the 2021 assassination of President Juvenel Moïse, leading to routine gun battles with police. Hundreds died in turf battles last year, and in September, Haitian gangs blocked a fuel terminal for nearly six weeks, halting most economic activity. Canada and the United States provided tactical and armored vehicles as well as other supplies in October after Haiti urged the international community to send in specialized armed forces. Ottawa has also sanctioned Haitians accused of gang ties, including a former president, two ex-prime ministers, and three high-profile entrepreneurs. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters in Mexico City on Wednesday that the sanctions and aid were making a difference. We are all very aware that things could get worse in Haiti, and that's why Canada and partners, including the United States, are preparing various scenarios if it does start to get worse. Canada will continue to provide support, Trudeau said, but he emphasized the Haitian crisis must be resolved domestically. 
Trudeau's comments came as he attended the North American Leaders Summit, along with U.S. President Joe Biden and Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. What is particularly important in this situation is that the Haitian people themselves be at the center of the support, the building of stability, and the resolution of the crisis in Haiti right now, Trudeau said. Uh, I don't know, probably it was not his place to be there, but what's his name? Why wasn't he there, the interim president that's there in Haiti right now? Uh, was he in attendance? No, because it's uh, Tres Amigos, and the three friends, they call it, that's what they call it, the news reported it as such, not me just saying it, um, between Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. But he should have been included either in person or via um Zoom call, and I don't know if it happened, but right now it's as though it never happened. He should have been included, and they have a brainstorming session. And yes, I I will respect Trudeau agreeing that um, international intervention is probably not the best way to go. Let especially since the Haitians are saying they don't want outsiders in. They have to handle the crisis domestically. Now, with these um, armed weapons, what do you call it? Combat delivered. Oh my gosh, I'm at a loss for words. With these armored vehicles that have been delivered, uh, how soon can we expect to see control regained of the country or of the southern part of the country? Let's see. Now, Trudeau also said something. Uh, he said that they are preparing various scenarios if it does start to get worse in Haiti. I am curious to know what scenarios they're talking about. I really am. And I'm also curious to know how extreme or how bad does it have to get before these quote-unquote scenarios that they're preparing for are implemented. Just thinking. Thinking out loud. All right. Our next story, also courtesy of Al Jazeera out of the Latin American corner, United Nations yeah, United Nations calls a probe into killing of two Honduran environmentalists. Uh, United Nations Special Rapporteur on the Situation of Human Rights Defenders, Mary Lola, has called for an independent investigation into the killing of two environmentalist activists sorry, in Honduras days after they were shot dead. On Saturday, Ali Dominguez, 38, and Jairo Bonilla, 28, from the village of Guapiñol in Honduras's eastern Cologne department, were killed by unidentified men. Local police attributed the deaths to a robbery. It is vital that an independent investigation is carried out into the killing of the two defenders in Guapiñol, Honduras, which must take into account the possibility that they have been retaliated against for their work defending human rights. Dominguez and Bonilla had co-founded the Municipal Committee for the Defense of Common 
and public goods for the city of Tokoa, which is some five miles from Guapinol. According to the environmentalist group, they had since 2015 put up a strong resistance to the operation of an open pit iron oxide mine in a forest reserve. A concession, they say, was illegally granted to a company of influential businessman, Lenir Perez. Well, you can start your investigation right there. That's it. Case closed. Um, we don't... <laughs> There's always a connection to in certain situations, right? Um, so... What's his name? Lenir Perez. I sincerely hope you have nothing to do with it, but it's kind of odd. But anyway, uh, our final story out of Latin America, El Salvador passes law on cryptocurrency transfers. The bill backed by ruling party lawmakers allied with President Nayib Bukele aims to attract national and foreign investors. Story also courtesy of Al Jazeera. El Salvador, which became the first country in the world to recognize Bitcoin as a legal tender two years ago, has approved a law that would regulate the issuance of other digital assets by both the state and private entities. The bill, backed by ruling party lawmakers allied with President Nayib Bukele, aims to attract national and foreign investors while creating new financing opportunities for citizens companies and the government. The 47-article law received 62 votes in favor out of 84 seats in Congress on Wednesday. The purpose of this law is to establish the legal framework that grants legal certainty to transfer operations to any title of digital assets used in public issuance offers according to the legislation. Public offerings may be made by issuers using existing digital assets with the opportunity to create new ones through them, the law indicates. The law also establishes the creation of the National Commission for Digital Assets and the Bitcoin Funds Administration Agency, which will be in charge of managing, safeguarding, and investing the funds from public offerings of digital assets carried out by the government. The provisions of the law are not applicable to digital currencies issued by central banks of any country or territory, whether so-called fiat currency issued by those banks or cryptocurrencies. It also would not apply to digital assets that by law are legal tender, such as Bitcoin, in addition to the video game ecosystem or non-fungible tokens. And that story wraps up the Latin American corner. On to stories from the international scene. Egypt foils a plot to steal 10-ton statue of Ramesses II. And all the following stories are going to be courtesy of AlJazeera.com. Egyptian authorities have arrested three people for trying to steal a millennia-old 10-ton statue of Pharaoh Ramesses II. The defendants were caught in a quarry. Or is it quarry or quarry? How, what do we say? Or does it depend on where we're from? How do you pronounce it in the States? Is it quarry or quarry? What do you say? Ari. Ari. Okay, so quarry. So it's the same everywhere. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Javet. So the defendants were caught in a quarry south of the city of Aswan with manual digging equipment and a crane. Egypt's public prosecution announced on Facebook on Tuesday. They are suspected of planning to lift the Colossus out of the ground and to excavate antiquities in the area. Uh, 
the prosecutor's office added uh, that um, it had ordered three defendants to be held in custody for four days pending investigations and asked the police to quickly investigate others who were involved in the crime. The Antiquities Authority in Aswan has proven the antiquity of the statue and attributed it to Ramesses II with a weight of approximately 10 tons. An investigation of the suspect's mobile phones revealed that they had sent video clips of digging operations and of what appeared to be ancient statues via social messaging apps. Ramesses II, one of the most famous pharaohs of the 19th dynasty, ruled for 67 years. He was known as a great warrior and prolific builder who ordered the construction of temples across Egypt. Egypt has lost countless antiquities to looters, both individuals and foreign governments that colonized Egypt in the past. Over the past decade, the country has recovered about 29,000 of these found to have been taken abroad through illegitimate means. Uh, can I ask a question? These videos that were sent by social media apps, who were they sent to? <laughs> Good morning, Sinead. Who are, who are the videos sent to? That's all I want to know. But how are you going to use manual digging? Well, I guess they have to be careful. So that's why they have to do it manually. Did they think they were going to be able to get away with something that huge? Ten-ton statue? But anyway, I just want to know who they send the videos to. <laughs> and hold on. If it's going international, and I don't know why I feel it's going international, how you get it on a cruise ship without questions being asked? But anyway. <sighs> no. They put it in. They put it in the the shipping tins. Did it, but that's huge, though. When you think of something that's ten tons, isn't that kind of huge? Break it up like the Statue of Liberty came to us, broken up in pieces. Okay, yeah. Well, Disassemble it and then ship it out, and have the instruction manual to put it back together because they're that smart. <laughs> That was sarcasm. I know. That's, that's, why sarcasm. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. I'm looking at the structure. It is huge. Ten tons? Mm -mm. Come get that yourself. Find somebody else to do it. Not me. Okay, so Zimbabwe is where we get our next story. New Zimbabwe law threatens health workers with jail over strikes. Zimbabwe has brought in a law banning health workers such as nurses and doctors from prolonged strikes, imposing punishments of up to six months in jail for defiant workers or union leaders, state-run media and a government spokesman said. The provision signed into law by President Emerson last week uh, but made public on Wednesday stipulates that health workers can strike for up to three days because they are considered an essential service. Health professionals should continue providing emergency services during a strike, tweeted government spokesman Nick Manguana. Uh, okay, so let me ask a question. I am I'm asking a lot of questions, right? So when I read the article, all right, fine. You want to jail them. How does that really help? 
Because I'm here thinking that you need them. And I'm here thinking there's probably a shortage of um, healthcare workers, good healthcare workers. And that's why you're going to allow them three days. But if they go beyond that, then you're going to lock them up. How, how does that really help the healthcare sector? If you lock them up, how are they going to be able to look after the sick? I don't know. Does that make sense? Or am I missing something? Or is there something I'm not understanding? I don't know. You'd lock me up for six months to penalize me for protesting for seven days. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Sorry. A Syrian refugee who lived in airport gains Canadian citizenship. Wednesday marks a long-awaited milestone for Syrian refugee Hassan al-Kantar after years of uncertainty, including seven months spent stranded in a Malaysia airport. Al-Kantar has finally become a Canadian citizen. Today is kind of a declaration of winning after all these years, he told Al Jazeera during a phone call just before the citizenship ceremony. Today, I am stateless no more. Now 41 years old, Al Kantar first gained the world's attention in 2018 when he started to chronicle his ordeal in the airport on social media. Having fled the war in Syria, he found himself stuck in the Kuala Lumpur International Airport without legal immigration papers, unable to leave or travel to another country. His posts attracted sympathy from around the world and drew attention uh, to the process many asylum seekers navigate as they try to escape violence and persecution. As he prepared to take Canada's oath of citizenship on Wednesday, he said his long fight to find refuge has finally been vindicated. But he also reflected on the sacrifices he made to arrive at this point. For this, I lost a destroyed country. I was not able to be there for my father when he needed me the most or to be by his side when he passed away. I watched my brother's wedding over Skype and I was when I was stuck at the airport. I was jailed and faced a racist system, he told Al Jazeera. So I'm trying to see how did he get to can the Canada part? Okay, all right. I'm scrolling down folks. <laughs> It has been a long ordeal. He lived in the United Arab Emirates for 11 years. He was deported in October 2017 because he had refused a new Syrian passport, fearing he would be forced to return to Syria to serve in the military for the Assad regime. He was sent to Malaysia, one of the few countries where Syrians can receive a visa on entry, but his three-month tourist visa soon expired. He paid a penalty fee for overstaying his visa and attempted to fly to Ecuador, but was not allowed on the plane. He tried to go to Cambodia, but was again sent back to Malaysia. With no home to return to and no state to call his own, he spent more than half a year living at the Kuala Lumpur International Airport in the domestic transfer terminal. 
Interesting. It was during that time Al Contar began to document his everyday experiences, sharing videos on social media showing, for example, what it is like to improvise a haircut in an airport toilet. He also spoke of the plight facing Syrian refugees. Things took a turn for the worse when Malaysian authorities arrested him in October 2018. He was sent to a detention center where authorities said they would seek to deport him to Syria. Immigrants in detention centers around the world often experience grueling and dangerous conditions. Okay. Um, His social media posts caught the attention of a handful of volunteers in Canada who filed a refugee application on his behalf. After his arrest, Canada cleared him for asylum and he touched down in Vancouver in November 2018. Okay. All right. So now we understand how he got to Canada. Okay, but I didn't know you could live in an airport. I would think, you know what, not my business. At least he was allowed to stay there. (laughs) I know here they see you walking around and you don't work there and you're not catching a flight or waiting, whatever. They want to question you. So how he pulled it off, I don't know. Okay. Uranium that arrived at UK's Heathrow, not from Pakistan. Interesting. Islamabad has denied reports in the British media that a package containing uranium, which arrived at London Heathrow's airport in December, originated from Pakistan. Newspapers, including The Sun, a tabloid, and The Guardian made the claim, as well as Sky News, a broadcaster. No information to this effect has been shared with us officially. We are confident that the reports are not factual. And that's according to a spokeswoman of Pakistan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs when speaking with Al Jazeera. However, another government official told Al Jazeera on the condition of anonymity that there is a sense of fear that the incident might affect Pakistan's reputation unjustifiably. Earlier this week, London's Metropolitan Police confirmed that after routine cargo screening, a package containing a very small amount of contaminated material was identified coming to the UK. Counter-terrorism police are investigating the incident. The office of the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak told Al Jazeera in a statement, there is no threat to public safety. We do not comment on live investigations, but operationally, we do not currently assess that this poses any threat to the public. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm checking the chat. Um, Julie said there was a man in Iran who lived, or there was a, a man from Iran rather, who lived on a, in the French airport for 18 years. The movie Terminal is about them. And so that is, and is that the one with Tom Hanks? And Julie says, yes, it's a true story. Tom Hanks seems to do those movies, huh? He did, um, what's the one where he was on the island talking to Philip, Wilson Phillips, the ball? Is it, Will? no, Wilson, the ball. Um, the FedEx, he was a FedEx pilot. What was the name of that? Is that Castaway? Cast, is, that movie? is it Castaway? I think so. I'm not sure the name of the movie, but I, I do remember the movie, of course. It's iconic. It is. Interesting, right? Now, let me ask a question, not to go too much off on a tangent, um, but it was, a two, it was 2000, that movie came out in 2000, and it's based on a true story. 
yeah. So, so now let me ask a question. Let's say that were you. And after spending all that time on this island, you make it home to find your husband married to somebody else. What would you do? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm a realist. <laughs> you thought it was dead. Okay. You thought it was dead. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna be mad at the person. I'm like, okay, you thought I was dead. I was. I couldn't talk to you. And listen, I'm one of those people. If I don't see you after about six months, I kind of forget about you. I forget your name and stuff like that. So it's okay. Okay. I'm. I'm terrible that way. I will be honest. <laughs> so I am that, that person. So that is a realist, real, real. I don't know. Um, but when okay, so I get it. I couldn't be mad at the person. I really couldn't. Life goes on, right? Now, how does it play out according to the law, though? I think the law declares you dead after after absence from some time. I do not know the um, the actual time period. There's a word for that, um, but um, you you get declared dead after being gone for for a certain number of years. Hmm. It's like a statute of limitation or something. Limit, like yes, yeah, statute of limitations. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I wondered about that. You know, I watched the movie a couple of times and I wondered what happens. Well, how does the law play out? Does the law step in and say, well, now you're married to two people. <laughs> you know, you got to choose. And do they say you have to go to the first one? But as you mentioned, statute of limitations. You can, And folks, you can't hold the person responsible. You really can't. You can't, you know, can't be mad at them. If they have started a new life, started a whole new family, right? Yeah, I'm just imagining the morning period that that person had to go through, oh, like, and and the the just unknown. Where is my partner? Where did they go? Like, they're dead. Did they die a terrible death? Did you know? Just imagine all of that they had to go through. So I am like, I'm so happy you're okay, but I moved on. I mean, you moved on and. If you want to, to change the situation, that's that's your call. But like, you know what? I was dead in yeah. your eyes, so it's okay. Yeah. Gotta be hard for both parties though, right? Has to be. Can I live with you until I find somewhere else to live? <laughs> Good question. And then feelings might um ignite. Well have to consult with the the, the, the second wife first. <laughs> The new wife has to do you think the, the new wife would say okay so if, if the new wife says no what, what you tell the first one <laughs> sorry babes you gotta go <laughs> and you can understand if the if the if the new wife says no right dre because especially if in the beginning stages of your stages of your relationship you expressed to her how much you loved this person and she was there with you she saw you go through the emotions of it all she may feel a little th a little threatened so I, I can understand her saying no uh -uh, she can't stay there she can't, can't. she gotta go gotta go <laughs> i just stay married to both She's black hell to the, no. 
Nostra says, take my half and be gone by my business. <laughs> Dre is greedy. <laughs> Dre wants the best of both worlds. Hey, it was a, ble- it was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Which state can you move to? What's the state again? Um, uh, moving to Utah right away. Moving to Utah right away. Compound. I don't think the second wife will be so happy about it. Or let me not say second. The new wife will be happy about that at all. Okay. <laughs> Technically, she is second. Technically, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Our next story on the international scene, UAE names oil company chief to lead United Nations COP. 28 climate talks. The United Arab Emirates has named a veteran technocrat who both leads Abu Dhabi's state-run oil company and oversees its renewable energy efforts to preside over the upcoming United Nations climate negotiations in Dubai. Emirati authorities on Thursday nominated Sultan Al-Jaber, a confidant of UAE President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, Al Nayan, why these names have to be so long? Who serves as CEO of the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company? The announcement prompted fierce criticism from environmental activists. Al Jaber's firm pumps some 4 million barrels of crude oil a day and hopes to expand to 5 million daily, generating more of the heat trapping carbon dioxide the UN annual climate negotiations to limit you know i wonder what it is like to be filthy stinking rich like that what do they i don't know what goes through their mind how do they feel waking up every day with that much money i don't know do you get bored is there you know you can own anything drive any car yet they dress so simple I don't know. I'm just wondering, could I live like that? Gold everything from the toilets to the ceiling to the floors. I don't know. That's too much money. Sorry. Stop. You you already have so many thoughts that what you'd do if you won the lottery. Just imagine that a hundredfold. How many people you could help? True. You don't have to live like that. You don't have to live dripping. There are plenty of people who are very wealthy who don't go around showing that they um that they're they're living like that. True. So like, listen, I have enjoyed. You remember I told you that I've been enjoying these four months of not working. Yes. I could do that all day. Like I could really do that. Yeah. So yeah, just do what you have to do and be a philanthropist. Yes. You don't have to give the whole thing away. Yeah. You can. Yeah, Yeah, don't don't think negatively, think positive. Yeah, thank you, Sunette. Silver lining. (laughs) You're right. Think of the people you could help. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, That story wraps up the stories from the international scene. I hope I found the clean version to this song. And if I didn't, please, please forgive me. The symbol of S, that is an all girls chess. Remember, you can't done. Be, be, be X-rated. Hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta stop this for a second. I remember some years ago, 
my aunt telling myself and a cousin of mine that's back in Jamaica. And we couldn't understand what she meant. But I remember her saying, the whole never rotten leave the post. That make the woman excited Like a four images recited X-rated Make the girl get haunted Fool man them a say Who said that woman can done And them said the woman don't come to done Who said that woman can done So men, no matter how hard you try One wash Then you turn it down girl Hope me your foot and next man welcome One took one wash then you turn it down, girl. Put me your foot on next man. Welcome. And back it, men up. Them say, woman done. Man with walking stick. Them say, woman done. Man a bus. Eh, eh. Them say, woman done. All children man, should be at school, school by now. Them say, woman done. No. Who said that woman can done? No. Then them say, the woman don't come to done. No. Who said that woman can done? No. Then them say, the woman don't come to done. It's a lot of matter material and it can't rub down. True. It can't done. It can't done. Oh yes, before it done, hospital bed welcome to It can't done, it can't done, be bow Before it done, man, I go have fun right It can't done, it can't done, oh yes Thank you to everyone tuned in, listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com Don't you dare go anywhere Coming up after the music break, we have business and tech news Along with health and science news I'm telling you, one man from the right and one from the left. The two of them challenge a woman and wind up in a mess. One gun a hospital gun go take test. And next one in a cast, it's on read him again. Who said that woman can't done? Then them say the woman don't come to done. Who said that woman can't done? Then them say the woman don't come to done. She's like a chihuahua. Coming up later on today on JanoRadio.com. The party starts at 2 p.m. with Blitz Thursday, DJ Lankymatic. Then at 4 o'clock, Takeover Thursday with DJ Indu. And then later on tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, it is Musical Jairs with DJ Rez. Feel it. I know if I wish you was a barrow, feed them wheel 
gonna take you way back with this one from Bujabantan coming up next. Who remembers this one? There's this one from Simple Ton. Alright, Mad Cobra, you're up next. Let's go. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, music in retrospect. We're playing songs from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, dance hall and reggae style. Shout it out your expensive and dear Your body good, yes you're happy all in 
Broke out, girl, you a say everything a girl Man a run your tongue, girl, I no feel your fault Take him, take him, girl, I no feel your A girl, man a run your tongue, girl, I no feel your fault Take him, take him, girl, I no feel your If you know, a girl can't take your man Broke out and put up for your hand If you know, you're expensive and dear Broke out, shout it out, make me hear If you know, you have waffy wallim Broke out, girl, you a say everything you have gum And the man a run your dung That's why, him left her and run So, I have a question I, I, This is something I've been, uh Is everybody hearing me? Let me know if you're hearing me in the chat, please. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, thanks. So I have a question. Why is it in the um, dance hall realm when you go, you know, you're going to the dance and the women are dancing? Why the faces have to be made up? I, I'm just trying to understand that. Can anybody answer that for me? To the drum and make your body kick Step forward and come up back quick That's all the new style where the whole place I do Rap bogle dance some music fit you Bogle around the place tight and day So just rap bogle dance some of your tune I play I'm going on it that after no sub bogle stay She can't do it good but she a rock same way For real, me love how the girl never do Rock so, deep so, to got them look sweet Trust me, I and I love stand up and sit Up down, down down, I rock to the beat Jeremy and I try about him already Still want follow, she's stiff like a but she not hate her. She a watch and do them on a move her shoulder. Get the rocks the engineer who go like a cold. Practice bogle in a him bathroom. Come a dance hall and a go like him bad. I skin up him face like him a bogle god, but bogle bogle and the other for the day. The wickedest dance from out and J A. You should have seen the youth Them a do to know Jumant and tune them I play in the street again You hear new style You dance a lick Sing your hand in the ear Then you rock Then you dip Move to the drum And make your body kick Step to the front And come up back Quicker just new style When the whole place I do Rap bogle dance Can music sweet yo Bogle around the place Now you can do So just rap bogle dance Some of your tune I play a most in any that Gotta say thank you To all our listeners Logged on to the Quality Music Zone QMZ Radio Radio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. By now, you should have already downloaded, downloaded the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And of course, mad love and respect for everyone here with me on Clubhouse. After all this is where the conversation happens on moments with me you're listening to coffee and toll world news on the go we do this every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views Smoke, we don't 
boy, this end up in a body. Bang, two, tap, escape and bicycle, me don't drive. Jack, 58, 9, shot, 3, start, 9. Sam, be a they say that the signs. Lamb, boy, disrespect, me get, me guns, me do a fine job. Tell them what me do. Oh, yeah, boss, guns, smoke weed, have Straight, you know, so we had the new recruits watching on the other. Bugle, yo, super high. Me tell them straight, and I watch on carry me out and carry factor. You have it locked like none other. Me tell them straight, and I watch on Yo, now tell Sassy and everything lucky, you see. Watch on Thank you for this one, Business Signal. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments. On Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the mean everything is MI. Time for us to get back to business. And we are starting with stories out of North America. First up, Biden's document scandal eats away at efforts to hold Republicans accountable. Story courtesy of CNNPolitics.com. President Joe Biden's embarrassment over classified documents found in his former offices is spiraling into a major political crisis that threatens to undermine the case for Donald Trump to be charged for his own hoarding of secret material. I'm tired. (laughs) The revelation that another set of secret documents dating from Biden's time as vice president were found at a second location immediately fueled Republican claims that the ex-president is being treated unfairly as he is investigated by a special counsel over classified information found at Mar-a-Lago. While Trump's retention of hundreds of documents and attempts to thwart their transfer to the National Archives as required by law appears more serious at this stage, Biden's deepening troubles are offering a huge opening to the new pro-Trump House majority. The GOP is already moving to unleash an investigative machine designed to prove their long-held belief that Democrats have weaponized the federal government and intelligence agencies against conservatives and to create the appearance of equivalence between Trump's behavior as president and the actions of Biden and his circle. Biden's own sharp criticisms of Trump's handling of secret intelligence are now coming back to haunt him and opening him up to charges of hypocrisy. While each case will be assessed according to its own legal merits, the possibility that Trump would face criminal action for conduct that will, for many voters, 
appeared to broadly mirror Biden might make any prosecution politically unsustainable. It would also play into Trump's claims he is being targeted in order to derail his 2024 White House bid that started with a lackluster launch but could now be energized by the showdown of secret documents. <laughs> Everybody got your popcorn? What, what's your favorite brand of popcorn? Put it in the chat. Oh, it's showtime. Does Showtime still exist on cable? I don't even know. <laughs> showtime, folks. What's that? Um, they started using... Yeah. It still exists. Okay, good. You remember that theme song that they started to use in dance hall? Um, who remember cassette days? But it, right, I want to say between cassette moving on to um, CD days. Dun, 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 dun. Is it MGM? They used to use the MGM <laughs> sound on the um, like never start a movie <laughs> when dance up. What was that? Lord have mercy. It would be the national anthem. I'm thinking back to my days of going to dance. They used to, one thing doing and I play the national anthem because you gotta pray first before you broke out. And of course, every dance you have to have some gospel in there because the place I forget bless. Um, DJ Teflon, you don't know what I'm talking about. That you know that sound. Oh my gosh, no, y'all said it bit. Uh, um... I know what you're talking about. Is it that? Is it that intro? The um, yes, the, like the Warner Brothers intro. Yes, something like yeah. it's Warner Brothers. Okay, it's Warner Brothers. Was you saying that they play before? Um, before like um, a mid CD, it was, well, I miss I miss what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I, that's the sound effect I was trying to do yeah, with, yeah. with my voice and tell everybody <laughs> just get your popcorns because it's showtime in Washington. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, you know, let me behave myself. I'm going to behave myself. Sit back, put your tray tables up. <laughs> <laughs> no, at this point, Javette, the captain has turned off the seatbelts. <laughs> You're free to move about. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Love this country. I love it. Never a dull day, right? Never. A dull moment. Not here. No siree. <laughs> oh my gosh. So <laughs> also out of North America. The House passes born alive abortion pill. Courtesy of CNN. House Republicans are spotlighting the issue of abortion as they roll out their legislative agenda in the new Congress. A move that comes after the Supreme Court's highly consequential decision last summer to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling. Javette, you sent me a video, didn't you? Was hold on. As I'm reading this, was it in you know what? Is it, it was in relation to this, right, Javette? Recently? Yeah. I don't think so. What God have mercy. I need some red wine. Red wine is needed. So <laughs> Where did I see the video? There is a video. No, man. No, Javet. No, 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 no. Hold on. So who sent it to me? 
let me go back let me go to instagram let me turn this volume down uh javette it had to be you it had to be here we go this is it i found it it was you javette you said it to me on tuesday the red wine is not what? needed folks okay. here's 10 things u.s women couldn't do 30 years ago hard to believe that some of these rights were not available 30 years ago and even more recently Women in the U.S. couldn't refuse sex with their husbands until 1993 when spousal rape was criminalized nationwide. Women weren't legally able to breastfeed in public in all 50 states until 2018. Looking at you, Idaho and Utah. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. The Women's Business Ownership Act in 1988 gave women equal access to capital when starting their business. Wearing pants on the Senate floor. Women weren't allowed to wear pants on the Senate floor until 1993. 1993. The FDA did not approve emergency contraception until 1998. And the morning after pill wasn't available over the counter until 2013. There was no women's Olympic boxing until Summer Games 2012. The first Olympics where every sport had women and men competing. The Affordable Care Act of 2010 outlawed sex discrimination for health insurance. In 2013, Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta overturned a Pentagon ruling barring women from military combat. Same-sex marriage became legal in Massachusetts in 2004 and nationwide in 2015. If an office didn't have a restroom, sometimes women were denied the job. Real talk moment here, sis. No matter how you feel about Roe v. Wade, the reversal signals that we cannot take our rights or equality for granted. Here's 10 things. Yes, Javette, thank you so much for sending that over. Appreciate you. Oh, okay. <laughs> See that red wine? I haven't had wine in over a week and I'm still holding on, still doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? The things that women were not allowed to do. Hmm. But it's this article that sparked my memory for me to go back to it, Javette. So again, thank you. You learn something new every day, I tell you. Always learning. Don't take any freedoms you have for granted, folks. Don't. Please do not. But yeah, back to this article of um, the headline is House Passes Born Alive Abortion Bill. So the GOP-led House voted on Wednesday to pass a bill that would require health care providers to try to preserve the life of an infant in the rare case that a baby is born alive during or after an attempted abortion. The bill is not expected to be taken up in the Democratic-controlled Senate, but passage in the House serves as a messaging opportunity for the new Republican majority. The vote was 220 to 210. Under the bill, health providers who fail to comply with the requirements for care could face fines or up to five years in prison. The bill would not impose penalties on the mother and would grant the mother protection from any kind of prosecution. Opponents have argued that such strict measures restrict abortion access by threatening health care providers. It is already considered homicide in the U.S. to intentionally kill an infant that is born alive. The decision by the new Republican majority to hold the vote comes after Democrats worked to make abortion a front and center issue during the midterm elections following Roe's reversal. Republicans succeeded in taking back control of the House in the midterms, 
but a much-anticipated red wave failed to materialize, leading to questions and finger-pointing within the GOP over exactly which factors played a key role in the outcome. The measure the House voted on, called the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, was introduced on Monday by Republican Representative Ann Wagner of Missouri. Yeah. So, this is a slick move. I'm not going to lie. It's really slick. Because by the in- introducing this bill, of course, no healthcare provider wants to be incriminated for murder. None. So they're finding every which way they can to see to it that it's as difficult as possible for women to have abortions. Yeah. Still waiting. What what were what were the um repercussions for men who impregnated women against their will? What were the repercussions for those? Did they have a bill for that? With the overturning of Roe versus Wade because remember they were saying um Remember the 10-year-old girl? So I want to know what bill is in place for that. that that's, that's all I'm going to say. Still waiting. Still waiting patiently. Mm-hmm. Monumental increase. Story. Thank you for sending this one over as old vet. <laughs> Monumental increase. Record high egg prices in Houston impacting consumers and businesses. And of course, now we are on to this segment business and First story is courtesy of KHOU.com. The price of eggs in Houston is above the national average. The problem is fueled by inflation and a disease wiping out chickens. Huh. If you've been to the grocery store lately, you've noticed the price of eggs is sky high. In fact, at some stores, a dozen of eggs is over $5. Everyone is having to fork out for more eggs from consumers to businesses. The problem? Surging demand and a disease wiping out chickens. And according to Dr. David Anderson with the Texas A&M University, we're going to see these high egg prices for a while. It's a supply problem driven by the disease. The disease is called avian or avian influenza, which is also known as the bird flu and this is according to the centers for disease control and prevention once that disease started we went from 327 million egg laying chickens to about 299 million by june many are feeling the impacts (laughs) you know i'm sorry i'm laughing mid-sentence here um seven dollars duchess I thought we had a bad here in Florida. But 
I'm laughing because somebody made a comment under a TikTok video I saw yesterday. How is it that eggs are so expensive, but chicken is so cheap? <laughs> and it had me thinking, chief, I hope I can hear you. How is it that eggs are so expensive, but chicken is cheap? Yes. Teflon, explain that to me. Oh, he, he probably opened up by mistake. Good morning. Good morning, Chief. <laughs> explain that. We don't understand that. Well, first of all, I, I owe you an apology for uh, harassing <laughs> us, you know, rubbing it in your face about the eggs, because I thought you were joking. So yes. I went to the store <laughs> two days ago. And I almost lost my breath. Like, she was not kidding. Can't you keep up? <laughs> just, like, I mean, when you don't have to go to the store, you, there's no point keeping up. But, but I'm going to keep up. Okay, listen to me now. Listen to me now. Now we're hearing you and your antenna needs a job. Fix your beard. <laughs> so, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Chief. You can hear me? Yes, okay. Chief. Go ahead. You fixed your hair. So, Go ahead. Anyway. Okay. So I was saying that um, <laughs> you made me lose by trying to follow. Got to think about other things. Um, um, so I started. <laughs> I started. <laughs> anyway, the the this this bird flu thing. This is that's a scam. That story is a scam. And the reason I know that is because when you go to chicken auctions, like I do, they will shut down the entire auction if there's a if, if there's an actual bird flu. You can't buy anything, any birds that you won't be able to buy them anywhere. Hmm. So it, it has to be localized. It can't be nationwide. It has to be localized. So um, it's like exploiting this issue to to gain money somewhere else, like to justify the selling of these eggs at an expensive rate, kind of like gas prices, you know. But anyway, those are the things you have to look at as far as chickens are concerned. It's probably because they got so many chickens that are sterile. They can't lay eggs. So they're getting rid of those chickens so that they can bring in the chickens that lay eggs. So they're probably cycling out for meat as, a, as opposed to eggs. It's just a business. It's a business thing. And, but that, that flu thing, that has to be localized. It has, that's, that's, a scam. that's a scam. Wow. Hit me. It's just for you, Chief. Just for you. <laughs> Thank you. Preposterous. Many are feeling the impacts of the surge in price for eggs, especially Houston bakeries. In fact, the price for eggs in Houston is above the national average. Three Brothers Bakery co-owner Bobby Jucker said there is no substitute for eggs. Almost everything we have has eggs and his business goes through 750 pounds of eggs every week. 30 pound cases of eggs used to cost the bakery just over $36 last January. This year, the business pays almost $112 per case. 
that's more than a 200% increase. This is monumental as far as increases go, he said. So far, Three Brothers Bakery has avoided raising its prices despite the business spending nearly $1,900 more per week on eggs alone. Jucker said the longer this goes, the harder it will be, and he may have to consider slimming down the menu. He said egg prices, the surge in egg prices, is impacting small businesses the most. I think we're going to see a lot of people go out of business this year because of the price increase. Yeah, because... No, what they need to do, what they need to do, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine, go ahead. Yeah, what they need to do is become more creative because what that means... Everybody who's in the vegan bakery business is about to blow up, especially if you already had a vegan alternative, because there are vegan alternatives. It tastes just as good as products that use eggs. So those people who are in that industry are going to clean up. And I'm sure they're already cleaning up because they know that there's a shortage and people are looking for a quick option. You know, it's like at the last minute, I need this cake. Oh, my God, I can't find the cake because nobody has eggs. But everybody's going to the vegan bakery or the, va- the, the bakery that has vegan options. So, so it's I'm, not to wake up. I'm not a baker. I'm not a baker by any means. Um, I bake according to the instructions on the box, okay? But let me ask a question. What is the true purpose of eggs in a cake recipe? What, what purpose so do I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out of. The, I'm going to get out of that lane because it's not mine, and let okay. somebody else answer that. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank. Thank you. Hey, Teflon. Go ahead. I think, it, I think it's supposed to be a mixture of um, it's a raisin agent and then it's a bonding agent as well. It helps um, the texture bond. Okay. All right. It's just, it's just a um, texture. Yeah, I think it's texture and. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. If it's if it contributes to the texture, now my question is for the vegan alternative, a vegan cake. What do they use as the alternative to eggs in vegan baking? Hmm. I don't know, but I can find out because I have friends who do it. But I just eat it, and it's great. <laughs> you know, I got converted. Okay, so. Thank you. Uh, Teflon, you're you've right. Got, you, Go yeah, ahead, you've Teflon. Got, Go ahead. You've, 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 got, um, you've got the cream. You've got the, the vegan cream. Um, so, and then you've got the vegan cheese as well. So I think it, it might be along those lines, maybe the, a mixture of both or maybe just the vegan cream. And it's quite nice, actually. It's really nice. Okay. And it does the same job. Same job. But, but, but they might have other alternatives that I'm not um, I'm not aware of. Okay. So thank you, Teflon. You are right. Um, I went on Google. What roles do eggs play in baking? Eggs are an integral ingredient in most cakes. They provide leavening, binding, aeration, and contribute to texture, flavor, color, and aroma. Eggs contribute to the color rise and uniformly open cell structure, which influences eating quality, mouth feel, and texture. Okay. Okay. I didn't pay attention in food and nutrition. The only thing, the only, the only thing, the only problem um, the bakers are going to have is the price. Well, 
they won't have the problem. It's the consumers that will have the problem because the vegan alternatives are very, they can be very pricey. So it just means that they're going to pull up the prices. So the price of cakes and bread will be, well, not bread, the um, price of cakes will be really high if they're yeah. going to use um, vegan alternatives. Hmm. Oh, boy. Um, as long as it's not soy, right, Teflon? Um, well, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Marlon. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Well, this is the problem I have with uh, government, right? Mm-hmm. They're busy fighting each other. Republicans want to do this to Democrats, and Democrats want to do this, and there's people here suffering. Why don't they put heads together and see how they can decrease this inflation? I know they're making money from it. All these Republicans and Democrats, everybody. You know, but why don't they put their head together and stop the foolishness about who's Trump and who's Biden or whatever they'll try to dig up you know, and see how they can help people with these gas prices and these you know, inflation where people can not spend so much money at the, at the um, grocery store. What they're doing in the politics there is foolishness. And I wish every time they open up their mouth, they lay an egg. Because <laughs> 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 this is foolishness what they're doing and going after each other's neck. It is dumb. Oh, Jesus. Marlon said every time they open their mouth, they lay an egg, then Marlon, who are going to eat them, the egg, then? <laughs> They need to feed it to each other. That's what they need. I don't care who they are. Oh, Jesus. We needed that laugh. Chief, I have a question. Thank you, Marlon. I have a question for you, Chief. Yes. How does a chicken auction work? It's the first time I'm hearing about a chicken auction. Can you explain that to us a little better, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, so like somebody like myself, I may have... More more chickens than I can feed, so I'll take them. I go. We go to a, a, a livestock auction or a poultry auction, and people people bid on the chickens. So I, I've I've gone to the auction because hens are like a high commodity right now because everybody wants eggs. I can sell a hen at the auction for twenty dollars. While you go to the store and buy one for whatever you, whatever it is, but right now I could probably get I could probably sell a, a cinnamon hen which is a red colored hen, I could probably sell one for as much as $30 at the auction because people who want the hens are selling the eggs and they know that the price of eggs are so high. People are almost paying anything for organic free range hen eggs. I mean, hens that lay organic free range eggs. So they don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about antibiotics. You don't have to worry about nothing. You got good natural hens that are laying good eggs. So wow. that's how it works. Wow. I, wow. I tell you, every day you learn something new. I never knew you had a chicken auction. How many chickens do you have called cinnamon? Right now I have, well, I have, I have 12, but I just sold eight. Okay. So you have any called ginger? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't give them names because, you know, yeah. they, they they might get eaten. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, 
here's the thing and it's so it's a shame that i don't know more about chickens and i'm gonna tell you why growing up we used to have chickens because my dad could not eat store-bought chickens so we would have chickens that were raised and you know but not only that there's someone i know um my mom is very close to their family because that's who we get our eggs from they have an egg farm back where i'm from and i've never asked this question do they just naturally lay eggs or do they need a male chicken to fur how does it work i'm learning today how does it work you know uh, how, the, how the chicken thing work no you're laughing what if i want to go buy a piece of land and start raising some chickens i need to know how that works yeah you get you you get you one rooster just, just one. one rooster. and That's you right. service and the wall of them the woman there Blows yes man is a polygamous is a polygamous chicken <laughs> That's living his best life. So I'm not cursing folks, and this is not you don't have to worry about censorship. This is literally a cockfight in the pen. <laughs> no, you're you're actually you're actually correct. That's what you bring another rooster in, they will they will determine who's the dominant male. Oh Jesus have mercy. Yeah. To one surrenders. How does I go to fall in the No. What how does I go when I cock up on a head but they cock up me in a problem? Okay. So how you know what i'm asking let me jump to the chat because i'm asking too many ridiculous questions okay hold on Geely says they need two seconds two seconds <laughs> you don't want to know what went through my head Geely. the whole thing lasts two i know, I know exactly what's going on <laughs> Don't encourage me. Do not encourage no, 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 no. me. Don't encourage me to be bad. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <sighs> Two falling on me yard. One a caca, one a hen. But the caca put me in a problem. <laughs> Goldman Sachs staff in Asia let go as global jobs call begins. Oh boy. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. Staff at Goldman Sachs are bracing for news on whether they will keep their jobs as the United States Investment Bank begins a sweeping cost-cutting drive that could see its 49,000 strong global workforce shrink by thousands. The long-anticipated jobs call at the Wall Street Titan is expected to represent the biggest contraction in headcount since the financial crisis and is likely to affect most of the bank's major divisions with its under fire investment banking arm facing the deepest cuts a source told the Reuters news agency this month just more than 3000 employees will be let go wow hey yikes the cuts begin in asia well they began yesterday 
where Goldman completed cutting back its private wealth management unit and let go of 11 private bank staff in its Hong Kong and Singapore offices. About eight staff were also laid off in Goldman's research department in Hong Kong, with layoffs going in the investment bank and other divisions. Goldman's redundancy plans will be followed by a broader spending review, taking in corporate travel and expenses. The Financial Times made this report on Wednesday, as it counts the costs of a huge slowdown in corporate deal-making and a slump in capital markets activity, since the war in Ukraine. Goldman Sachs has declined to comment. Wow. On the second, global investment banking fees nearly halved in 2022, with $77 billion earned by the banks, down from $132.3 billion. So hold on. You're still making mad money? Banks struck $517 billion worth of equity capital markets, uh, ECM transactions by late December 2022, the lowest. Let me tell you, I'm sorry. I guess it's a loss for them, but these numbers sound high to me. Like, where is the loss? Okay, you lost half. Did you really lose? Because $77 billion in banking fees sounds very high to me. In one year, fees. Which reminds me, as I say fee, I heard this um, on the radio this morning. So restaurants are going to start including a 5% service charge. What is this 5% service charge for? Health insurance for the employees. So when you go to a restaurant, look at your bill. You're now going to see a 5% charge on the total of your bill. And that goes towards the restaurant being able to provide health insurance for its employees. So we are paying your health insurance. Um, yeah, go right ahead. Go Teflon. Go. It's not. It's not old news because um, I've always seen service charge on our um, on our bills. But this one is specific for health. Okay, so what they're gonna have? Um, two different yeah service charges. yeah wow, that's crazy yeah i personally think this is getting out of hand i can understand yeah, yeah i can understand and appreciate the the if you have a party of six or more they are automatically and if you want to automatically put the tip even if it's me alone that's fine i can understand that and then if i want to give extra right but now you're going to, it's like looking at your, your phone bill. You know, when you open up your phone bill and see universal charge, 911 charge, discharge, that charge, all kind of charge, charge out the yin yang. Is that where restaurants are heading? You soon, them soon tell us, uh, them have to put a charge for gas to cook, light to uh, fridge. You soon have a breakdown. This is, uh, when I went to South Africa, they've got this system where when the bill comes, they, they bring a little pad and a pen and then 
So you'll get the actual bill and then they'll give you the pen and pads and then you can write on the pad how much you want to tip them. So they don't put no service charge. You literally, on the bill, it will show you how much the food came up to. And then on the on the pen and pad, you just write the tip. That, or or some, some places will give you a pen with the receipt. And then you just, at the bottom, it will have a blank. It will have a blank line. So you just write how much tip you want to put on it. But they don't put no service charge on there. So I oh. thought that was cool. Well, that was pretty good yeah but not hair teflon now when you get your bills here they're making they're giving you recommendations and it starts at 15 percent now that's crazy you know what I, I wish i wish people would like for one month just not go to any restaurant and see and see how they cope it's not you know, fair to us it really, really, really isn't so you're seeing minimum 15%, 18%, 20%. And then what does that do? It plays with your mind, right? Because now you're saying, oh my gosh, I can't give less than 15% because it's going to look bad. And then do you know, I had this personal experience. It happened to me. I went somewhere to eat. I was not pleased with the service not pleased with the food this was years ago i was solo and i decided i was not leaving a tip but foolish me i used my card my debit card i put a line through the tip slot because my tip was check your attitude do you know that they added a tip so you gotta watch out for that too so i learned my lesson you know not that I always do it now, but I still learned. Walk with some cash because if the service is bad, you pay in cash and walk out. You don't have to add anything else. And they have nothing to charge after you're gone. And even with the tips, it's not even guaranteed that the staff are going to get it anyway. Are they going to get all of it? Or will they even get any at all? You know what I mean? That's, I don't know. It's very questionable. It is. It is. Because... One of my friends works works for a very expensive restaurant, and they they charge tips on the on the um, on the bill. And she said that they don't they don't get no tips in their wages; they just get their normal wages. So that's why I'm a bit I'm a bit um, and I was finding very questionable like when whether the staff get any of the tips or not. And I know I know they don't. I know some of them don't. Well, what I would recommend they do to Teflon is take a picture of the receipt. Yeah, and then if they do, they'll probably get taxed on it as well. Yeah, when 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 the um tip is added to the bill and it's paid for with a card, they're taxed, right? They don't get it right away. It's better if you can tip in cash because they get it right then and there. Uh, but your friend, tell your friend to take a picture of those receipts where um she serves, and they add the tip and she does just just keep a track record of that and see if she can get some legal advice on that that doesn't sound right because if you earn the tip you're supposed to get the tip whether they deduct taxes or not it's your money but i don't i don't i don't tip on the bills anymore i i, I like to tip these days i never used to tip but i now tip and i usually just give them cash you know if, if i'm happy with the service i'll literally give them i'll give them cash very discreetly 
just put some money in their hands. But I just don't trust these um, these establishments. Thank you, Tuff. Go ahead, James. Yeah, morning, everyone. Good morning, James. Yeah, moments. Remember, we have this conversation before, and I told you restaurants do not make money. They you do. Uh -uh, some. <laughs> Don't say all. Because no, I'm most. No, no, most. No, James, like, we're not about an argument. No, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I've been in the industry. I've been in the industry Excuse over me. 30 years. I'm telling you. Like, just anywhere in North America, anywhere in the world you go, Restaurant is one of the few businesses that don't get loan from any bank. That part I know. Yeah, no. So, so if so if if a business just name any other businesses that are lucrative, profitable business, restaurant is the most high risk business out there. It 100%. may be the most high risk, James, but they make their restaurants down here that are licking their fingers left, right, and center. No, yeah, but like, you. no, moments on the outside is one thing. Okay, like a restaurant is a restaurant break even at like about 60% occupancy, right? And that, that's that, that's just imagine like you have to you have to be at 60% to even pay your bills a hundred percent before you start like licking your fingers. Um, so when you look at slow nights, Monday, Tuesday, a lot of restaurants do Wednesday night, couples night to try and, and bring out people. But most restaurants across North America, across the world, like unless you're like one of those, like, you know, some some restaurants, the 1% of restaurants where people, are, where reservations are booked out for like a year, you have, you have those restaurants. You know the top chefs and and the celebrities and the you know two three hundred dollar you know sit down dinner type of stuff but like like for example like you, you have like you have some of the ones like the olive gardens the, the franchise one that have like high um occupancy rate and stuff like that but for the most part like even we have a cheesecake factory here they make tons of money because there's like a, a are waiting like two hour wait to get in cheesecake factory but their overheads they're paying like over three hundred thousand dollars a month just in rent just imagine that so imagine how much people you have to cover just to pay a three hundred thousand dollar um rent you know so yeah it's a very high risk um and and another thing most restaurants make will make money six months and then another six months they're losing so when they're making for the six months, especially like in coal um, um, states, whenever they're making money for the six months, they have to make like a ton load of money to cover the cost for the other six months that they're not making money. It's a it's a tough business to be in. Fast ah. food, fast food and um, takeout restaurants are are more lucrative than than dining restaurants. So it's tough. It's tough. Trust me. And I'm not saying it's not tough enough, but here's the thing. Okay, let me let me look down here in South Florida. And I'm going to hone in on Caribbean restaurants. So there are two popular chains down here. One is Dutch Pot. Dutch Pot has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine locations and going strong they weren't making money would they be growing and spreading their wings i don't think so there's another one um 
Hold on, let me pull it up because I, I want to get it right with the locations. Uh, our locations. Let me. This one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, six, fifteen, and another sixteen coming soon, and that's Donna's Caribbean restaurant. Another one coming soon. Donna's Caribbean restaurant started in their in their kitchen. Okay. There's another restaurant. They closed down now um, because the owner died and the children moved further north. But it, they were a very popular restaurant. Um, and it was just one location in Fort Lauderdale. And that one restaurant it was a family business. And um, Rosola, you'll remember, and Marlon, you'll remember, D's Jamaica, D Jamaica shop. Did very well. Oh, yeah, I love that spot. All right. Know the people that own that one. I've been out there working already um, with my friends who, who is their family own it. And the door not stop. It's nonstop. Then you have um, Charlie's Bakery, right? You have Golden Cross down here. I mean, I like them food, but then Patek's gone. That's going on. You have taste right booming i didn't even know they had other locations than the one that marlon took me to he and one of our friends took me to which is like a hole in the wall but they're spreading so how is that then that they're able to grow and be successful and others aren't i need to understand what moments you have to look at the the rate you know like those are the successful ones but how many have tried and failed you know so what would be so, the reason dre for the failing because here's the thing i, I want to if i'm interested in getting into the food business and i'm going to tell you another one there is one that just opened marlon about a year ago about a year about a year ago marlon probably asleep yeah about a year about a year ago right marlon yeah about a year ago And that one is doing very well. New on the scene, doing brand new and doing very well. So, Dre, explain to me, as somebody who is on the outside looking in and say, you know what, I can't cook enough. And there is a demand for what I would be able to offer because there's no competitor around me or anything like that. So I have an advantage. But... I want to weigh my pros and cons. It seems as though I see these stringer restaurants and then you have others who have been around for a long time who seem to be doing well. They seem to be successful. What separates them then from those who tanked? Hold on, James. Dre. Hold on, James. Dre. I, I would just have to go with the stats that they give continuously and consistently. That restaurant is the most failed business. See, you could call, yes, you call out these that are expanding, but what about everyone else who tried? What is the percentage? Um, what, what is the success rate? And we're looking in, we're looking um, from the outside. We don't know what those people do to keep the restaurant going until they could expand. 
let's be real about it, you know. Don't want to get too much into people's business, but we don't know what they do to keep the restaurant afloat, you know. We come from the same community. But, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And and you you mentioned one that I really like, so... Anyway, moving on. Moving uh, on. Um, so, yeah, so you, we don't know what they do to keep the restaurant them afloat and, and, and to expand and, and, and so forth. And then, yeah, some of them is going to expand because they're a staple in the community and they offer some of those stuff. Um, one of the success behind the Jamaican shop was that it wasn't just a restaurant. They had the products because I never bought food there. I just went there to buy Jamaican products. Right, and I know the owner at the time. So, um, Charlie's is successful because they stick to one thing: patty. I don't buy nothing else from Charlie's but patty, right? Um, Dutch Pot came with a model where they had the first or probably the only drive-through at the time. Drive-through restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they come with a different model. So I, I could see why that kind of took off and they could expand from there. Um, but before they came through the drive-through, it was just one one local restaurant on Saltgate for years, right? Uh, I think it's Saltgate. Saltgate wasn't that where um, Donna's was there first? If if I'm thinking I, Southgate, Southgate on four forty one. Yeah, somewhere around there was oh. the first spot before they went to commercial and university and did the drive-through thing. Um, Donna's, we don't even want to get into that story. Um, so we have to look at how many people tried. We have to look at the success rate. You could count all those restaurants that start expanding. You can you can count them on your two fingers. And many people tried with Jamaican restaurants. So I would just have to go with the stats, not just um, in the community, in the Jamaican community, but overall when it comes to restaurant. Food business, if you're not really in farming and stuff like that, my, my, my dad owned a, a supermarket in Bull Bay and he broke even. He never seen a, see a profit. He went back to his engineering business, you know? So, um, yeah, food business rough moments. Food <laughs> business rough. You, you see, if you're not the grandma that cooking... Mm-hmm. that don't have a high overhead and 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 i'm back to the, the, the tipping thing um one of the thing is things with the tip why they push the tip they don't pay the workers them and sometimes they just really can't pay them the way the, the workers make low wages so they have to force the 15 and the 18 percent tips on you you know um not taking up for the restaurants that 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 make it the big bucks right but yeah the other restaurants they have to force that 15 and 18 percent tips because the, the workers are getting minimum wage and that's what the restaurant can really pay. The overhead, come on now. If you look at some of the restaurant, if you look at some of the corners where they where they at, those rents are like five grand, six grand, seven grand. Then they have to pay workers and nah. <laughs> food business rough. You going in food business, go to farming. And yeah. farm goats. Go and cow and pig. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Dre. James, thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, so as Dre saying, like, it's like the numbers are out there. If you, you just do your research, like if 10 restaurants open um, right now, like in 
the, the, the number is what? Um, two to three years, six of them are going to close. Guaranteed. So it's, it's just like playing like Russian roulette. You're taking a chance. Like, you know, the key, like good location, good food, and good location, good food, customer service, and it's still tough because, um, as I said, takeout, takeout can, can last or, or, or make money more than some of the dining and, and, and restaurants and stuff like that because the dining restaurants, the overheads are like ridiculously high. Whenever you walk into a restaurant, that have elevators and, and them something in there to go up on a different floor and all this type of stuff. You're looking at a monthly um, overhead, like probably close to half a million dollars when you check rent, um, utilities and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And one of the things with Caribbean restaurants um, is that, um, for example, I, I'll, I'll give you, based on my what I am going through, uh -huh. during, during the pandemic, for the past two to three years, um inflation of just like I think they said like it's 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 the, the most rapid increase of inflation since like World War II or something like that. It's never happened since since then. So like a bottle of oil um pre-pandemic we're paying like say um six dollars. Now that same bottle is eleven fifty. Um a lot of restaurants you can't increase your price like in Toronto, we have like a, a, a three year where we can in, increase our prices. Uh -huh. Like as a Caribbean restaurant, people don't accept like prices just going up like that. So all of those inflation, like every six months, a 25 cent going on to, to, to stuff that you're buying to prepare your food, you have to absorb all of that debt. So like what, when you sell something like two years ago for like $15, um, today, you're operating at a loss because you're selling it for that fifteen dollars because of in the inflation. So like, even the pandemic is technically over, restaurants are closing at the same rate um, that they were closing during the pandemic because of the. Everybody know that we we're pretty much in a recession. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, the restaurant business is is no joke. Like when people come to me and say like you know, ask for advice and stuff, I say, you know what? Slow down. Like, do not do it right now. Like, okay. um, someone came to me a couple of weeks ago and said that his wife, and I, and I said right away, before I come out of my mouth, I said, nope, tell your <laughs> wife, do not do it. Please don't do it. Not right now. Wait uh, until the economy, you know, up. pick up back or something, but not now. <laughs> it's, it's tough. All right. Thank you, Dre, and thank you, James. I'm going to jump to the chat to read some comments. Okay, Donald, James, so our restaurants money laundering outfits. Dre says food business is a break-even business. And Nastra has a couple comments here. Staffing concerns, quality ingredients sourcing, insurance, lawsuits, startup costs, proper accounting. Jilly said location, demographics, etc. Nastra said, I believe the startup cost and utilizing startup capital properly. Also, the experience and leadership of the manager. Also, lack of diversity in products or too many choices and lack of marketing research are some reasons restaurants fail. I like the question, though. Could it be a money laundering? Is that a possibility then? 
that a lot of them are the faces of money laundering? 100%. Mm. Entertainment and restaurants are good for money laundering. All right, so thank you all. I appreciate. I would say, I would say dry, I would say dry cleaners too, because I don't know who take the clothes to the dry cleaners. <laughs> you know, but don't, but don't, Oh gosh, um, L V M H owner Bernard Arnault appoints daughter to run Dior. Luxury group LVMH's billionaire owner, Bernard Arnault. I, I must say this again. And I, I need I need everybody to listen. You know what? Geely's sick. Ice cream shops in the winter. Who keeping them open? Here's another one, Geely. How about the Christmas Palace that's only open once a year? Who is keeping <laughs> They only sell Christmas decorations. Who is keeping them open? You know what? And we could go on and on. Okay. Um, <coughs> luxury group. I'm, I'm going to read this again. And I want our community to listen to this. Luxury group LVMH's billionaire owner. And we know who LVMH is, right? Louis Vuitton. Okay. Bernard Arnold has appointed his daughter Delphine as the new head of Christian Dior. Hmm. That was announcement was made on Wednesday. The 47-year-old will serve as chair and CEO of the French label from February, following a major shakeup at the conglomerate behind brands such as here we go, Louis Vuitton, Fendi, Givenchy, and Tiffany and Company. Ha! I think they became billionaires because of our people. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to say. We have so many black designers that make very good products. Can we turn them into billionaires, please? I'm not saying you're not to purchase Louis or Fendi or Givenchy or Tiffany or, you know, any other brand. But can we pump into the black designers before pumping into the Arnold family. Just, just asking. I have seen black designers have to go through hoops on TikTok. They're showing you, I don't know how they do it. Hours they're doing lives and they have to be showing you how they stitch the bags and everything. So hard to get a sale. Because they're not a European designer. Can we pour into our black designers, please? Let us turn them into billionaires as well, so that they can um, hire people from within the com in the community. There is one designer I came across him a couple of years ago on uh, I think it was on Instagram. I, I, he's in Fort Lauderdale. He um, has dressed, I don't know if he still does, but he has dressed, um, what's her name, Cardi B. I know he expanded into Atlanta. I know he expanded in Shane Justin. Here it is, Shane Justin. He has, um, let me see here. 
I'm jumping over to his thing. Yeah, it's a black-owned company. Um, no, I'm trying to see his locations. Uh, Shop Shane Justin is the website if you want to check it out. Free promo. Yes, I know. But he would dress Cardi B. I'm not sure if he still does. Um, but yeah, doing very well. I'm very proud of him. Um, out here of South Florida. Can we and support black businesses? There's too much money going to these European designers and our community being held back. That's all I'm saying. And, it's, and the saddest thing is um, these companies that don't even respect us. They disrespect, they disrespect us all the time. And then we continue to put money in their pockets. Facts. Facts, Teflon. Facts. They refer to us as monkeys. Some of them have said they don't really want black folks in their things. But they go with it because we're the ones buying their stuff. And they use our celeb or black celebrities to pull us in. Like Hennessy. Oh! Um, Chile just put in the chat. They are, didn't even know their own um, champagne. Um, um, yeah. Ooh, oh, even hold on. The same Arnold family? They're the owners of Moet, Moet Chandon and Hennessy? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, just I did not know Gilly. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out, Teflon. Awesome. Ooh. Wow. I'm not surprised because all these big brands are all connected somehow. Most most of them are connected. Hmm. Can we support our own first? Can can we do that? Can we please do that and i'm not saying support low quality i'm not saying that at all if something isn't well made i wouldn't ask you to spend your money i'm asking you to spend your money on quality products no hold on now wow i wouldn't be surprised though i really wouldn't be but I wanted to read that story because I needed us to pay, our community in particular, to pay attention to what we're doing. We're quick to run to these designers as though we use these designers, these brands, to validate our existence and to make us feel as though I have arrived. Let us use the black brands to say the same message. Pour that same energy into the black designers. Because guess what? The more you pour into them, the more they will have to grow the business and to make the brand even better. And we won't have to be running to, to Nike and Adidas and any other company with our ideas for partnership for them to be able to take it to the scale that we would like. Right? Mm-hmm. Tell your friend, in the words of Rihanna, tell your friends to pull up. Pull up to your friend, these people's businesses and truly support them. 
I'm, I'm scanning through to see if I see any other brand associated with them. Hmm. The 73-year-old Bernard Arnold. Do you want to know how much he's worth? $171 billion. Uh-huh. $171 billion. Let that sink in for a second. We talk about lack of funding within the black community. How about we put together? And nothing happens overnight. It takes hard work, consistency, showing up even when you don't feel like it. Have the energy for the people you know, just the same energy for the people you don't know. All right? Yeah, that part. So here's where your money goes when you buy a ticket from a state-run lottery. Story courtesy of NPR.org. After weeks of no winners coming forward, the Mega Millions jackpot has increased to an estimated $1.35 billion, which is the second largest jackpot in the game's history, according to Mega Millions officials. And while the odds could still be in your favor to win, players are no doubt mapping out what they would do if they were to win the jackpot. But while lottery winnings are often spent on fancy vacations, cars, and paying off debts, the payoff also benefits the states in some ways as well. Though specific systems differ between each state, each of the 45 states, along with the, the, the I'm sorry, why am I stuttering? Along with the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands that offer lotteries, donates a certain percentage of the revenue generated from ticket sales to specific state causes. There are five states that do not sell lottery tickets, and here they are. Alabama, Utah, Alaska, Hawaii, and Nevada. Research shows that approximately 60% of the revenue from state lotteries goes directly to winners. As the states keep the remaining cash... 60%? Hold on. The other day, when we read the amount, wasn't it 494000 uh, that's on the more on the 40% side to me. But anyway, research shows that approximately 60% of the revenue from state lotteries goes directly to winners. As the states keep the remaining cash after paying out the prize money and paying certain costs, such as advertisements. For larger lotteries, the Mega Millions or Powerball, half of the ticket revenue goes toward the lottery's pool, prize pool. The remaining half goes towards costs, including lottery administration, retailer commissions, in addition to other beneficiaries. And that's according to a Mega Million spokesperson when speaking with ABC News. Here is a breakdown of each U.S. state lottery and the beneficiaries for that each one supports. And this is according to the North American Association. Now, of course, I'm not going to break it all the way down, but you can definitely jump on NPR.org. So, California. Education, Arkansas, Educational Trust Fund, Connecticut, um, just picking out a few that stick out, Connecticut, General Fund, 
which, as with other states, benefits the state's education, roads, health, and hospitals, and public safety. Uh, District of Columbia General Fund, Florida Education Enhancement Trust Fund, Georgia Lottery for Education Account, Idaho Public Schools and Public Buildings, uh, um, Kansas transfers back to the state. I don't know what I mean. Um, Louisiana transfers to state problem gambling. Okay. But for the most part, most states do give to education, K through 12, early childhood reading, learning. Uh, some states go to research for multiple sclerosis. Uh, yeah, veterans. So that's how your money goes, folks. So don't be mad that you're not getting more than 40%. I feel, I don't think it's not 50%, 40%. Okay, so don't be mad. It's going to a good cause. All right. And it's time for health and science news. FDA vaccine advisors disappointed and angry that early data about COVID-19 booster shot was not presented for review last year. But you know what? Before we get into it, because I know it's probably going to be a little upsetting for some of us, where is general degree with Mr. Do It Nice? Let, let, let's get our minds right. Say you know what you stand for? Mr. Do It Nice. General degree, Mr. Do It All Right feature all ends, girl, pick me. Hear me now. Man, she want a man in her life. She sent for Miss Adwin Nice. You hear? Ah, boy, she want to feel nice. So she sent for Miss Adwin Alright. What me say? Miss Adwin Nice, they are for the girl day. Do it nice already as she come back again. Miss Adwin Nice, they are for the girl day. Do it nice already as she come back again. Kiss her on her lips as she started to float. The way she feel like she start to climb smoke. She start get wild and grab her palm and choke. She start feel I like man when Coke. But she a girl, but wait, you not love She say I miss she love and she start take out So what to your man and she said that they don't I yes see them me go a station, go report Go tell the police, me a carry him go a coat Cause him can't make love, him uncle make joke She say me want a man who no rough and coast She want a man to move her from pillar to post mm, And she want a man in her life A man fi make she feel nice, you hear? Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee Into World News on the Go. Keep it locked. And sometimes it seems that this world closing out of me. And there's no way of breaking free. And then I see you reach for me. Sometimes I want to give up, I want to give in, I want to quit the fight. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday Music and Retrospect. We're playing songs from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, dance hall and reggae style. I can face the world, oh, you know I can do anything. When I see you smile, I see your rings of life, oh, I see you shining right through the way now When I see you smile Oh girl, 
Watch your bunty them and mix the linga with the gully creep Things say Ellie, oh him so serious when them a dream Style all outdated like tinga Ding dang come we show them fi do the no linga Sweep your foot to the right and snap your finger No linga, no linga Them dancing style all outdated like tinga Come we show them fi do the no linga Sweep your foot to the left and snap your finger No linga, Everybody no linga. do the no linga So you do the no linger. Who can do it? Get on. So you fi do the no linger. No linger, no linger, no linger, no, no linger. linger. Sunday, now stop linger whole night till it done Bring the fun with the kid on a uptown Monday. See the girl dem a broke out a wine and a. Thank you once again to all of our listeners on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and right here with me on Clubhouse. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. When gala look him, them say him a say But the way how you smart, girl, you can't get Cause your mama always tell you, say you a fan She always warn you about them abuser We make sure you not care who no loser She far from them drug user And at the same time, my girl, are you true? Girl, say woe, say so Can you sure say you're my master? When you make your skin grow Say woe, say so Can you know say you're gonna be bad? Give your body man a bad say woe Can you sure say you're my master? Do not stop 
start the chase off What kind of man you not go power with? Cause your man not fuck the big stuff Only man who know about your life story So no man can't answer your worry Only quarry some for your glory When him took you on a dream, tell me sorry Can't say why Say sure say your man not stop Here's another oldie but goodie Gonna go ahead and squeeze in one more before we get back to our stories. Here is Lexus with Cook. Nobody come to know nobody bank book ladies. First thing, make me get the finger nail clip. Tall finger nail take a chip. Make do us say you can't peel banana with it. What's the plan? Yeah, better care book. Think it ya be your pretty look out. <laughs> I remember when this song came out, I was cracking the hell up. How she do my youth? Here I'm telling us in a studio. Y'all live better can't cook. Think it ya pay your pretty look, you want to live a restaurant and come down man bank book. Cook, eh, recipe book. Why in the kitchen cause you and them no nook, you better cook. Think it ya pay your pretty look, you want to live a restaurant and come down man bank book. Cook, eh. Recipe book, go on in the kitchen cause you hand them no no Big Sunday morning you did dung in a bed For you boil two banana, steam two fish head You mad, but you was a sage and egg Big man no wanna bully beef and bread First thing, make me get the finger nail clip Snick snick, tall finger nail take a chip Me do say you can't peel banana with it, what's dumpling? Dumpling? You better care cook, think you day you feel your pretty look You all in a restaurant and come down man back book Eh, recipe book One in a day kitchen cause you hand them no nook Cook, think you day you pay your pretty look You want to live a restaurant and come down man bank book Cook, eh Thank you for that one Mr. Lexus <laughs> You ain't cutting my nails though I, I can cook with my nails <laughs> Yeah, that part Alright, thank you everyone Listening online on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. And of course, everyone here with me on Clubhouse, it's back to business. And it's time for health and science news. So before the uh, music break, I read the headline, FDA vaccine advisors disappointed, angry. That early data about COVID-19 booster shot was not presented for review last year. Story courtesy of CNN Health. 
Some vaccine advisors to the federal government say they're disappointed and angry that government scientists and the pharmaceutical company Moderna did not present a set of infection data on the company's new COVID-19 booster during meetings last year when the advisors discussed whether the shot should be authorized and made available to the public. The data suggested the possibility that the updated booster might not be any more effective at preventing COVID-19 infections than the original shots. The data was early and had many limitations. But several advisors told CNN that they were concerned about a lack of transparency. U.S. taxpayers spent nearly $5 billion dollars on the new booster which has been given to more than 48.2 million people in the u.s i was angry to find out that there was data that was relevant to our decision that we did not get to see said dr paul offit a member of the vaccines and related biological products advisory committee a group of external advisors that helps the fda make vaccine decisions Decisions that are made for the public have to be made based on all available information, not just some, but all. You see all them foolishness, you know? Moment, that song like the 10 year audit we just read about this morning. So what did, what did they use to make the decision to approve the use of the booster if they didn't have any data? that and, and talking about you're angry what you're angry about why didn't you ask for the data before you make a decision that make any sense donald who are the people mostly getting covid right now do you know who they are the vaccinated people who have been vaccinated boosted up at them i get covid more than anybody else right now we try to tell y'all. Politicians will be politicians. They care nothing but themselves. And we allow them to make all these decisions. And we're surprised. When they do not fail us, they routinely do the wrong things. But we continue to be routinely surprised. <laughs> it's the lack of research that we don't do for getting these things. I think we should start doing more research. A lot of people didn't. Let me tell you something. And you can't sue them. Of course you can. And I agree with you, Donald. What about side I'm angry about now? What I'm angry about now? What exactly are they angry about right now? You put a damn vaccine on people and without incomplete data. Shoved it down our throats. We couldn't travel. We couldn't see our families. We couldn't do nothing. And now you're going to tell me about you were angry? 
but I'd like to send a whole on up and down a mother. Angry? <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. People lost their jobs because they refused to take the vaccine. Basketball players could not go on the court. Football players could not go on the field. Nurses who didn't, who had no before the vaccine in at the hospital to take care of people. Some dead and gone. F nurses, healthcare workers lost their jobs when the vaccine came about because they refused. They said it was too quick. I said it was too quick. I said something wasn't right. And then push this damn vaccine pan away. You cannot come to the U.S. or from other countries without a vaccine. And then them come and then push the booster pan away. And the booster not make no different from the original. And they had this long alphabet, alphabet, the delts, like deltas, whatever. Damn list of Greek letters of, 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 um, and then you're gonna talk about angry my whole freaking system is messed up angry angry <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the... I don't even know if I'm in the Matrix, Javet. I don't know. No, you're, you're all right, you know. You're okay. Angry. That's all you got to say. You're angry. You know, you, you lash out about conspiracy theorists and you, you know, silence them and this and that. They were not wrong. The, the thing with conspiracy theorists, yeah, we, um, we're critical thinkers and we do a lot of research. That's what, um, yeah, that, that's that's what stands out the most. We we do a lot of research, but I just I just hope I just hope that this will kind of teach people, like I don't know, I wouldn't say teach people a lesson. Uh, that, that's a bit harsh, but hopefully they will be a, a bit more aware for the future when they try this shit again. Yeah, but they just showed us if they decide to hold us hostage, they can. And there's nothing much we really could do about it. Facts. I mean, I didn't get the vaccine, but I mean, you know, I wasn't in healthcare or a certain um, field, which, you know, it, I, I could avoid it, but it just showed it just showed me that if they really decide to hold us hostage... They can. They can force anything they want on us and they can lock us inside for as long as they want and we can't do nothing than just obey. That's what they showed me. Uh, I disagree with that. I disagree. I'm sorry. You have control. We all have control. We just don't know how to exercise that control. You didn't... Um, Everything is a choice. You have a choice to take it. You have a choice not to take it. You know, and it's just as a collective, if we work together as a collective, then we control it. 
but we don't work together as a collective, so we have no control over anything. But you can take your control back and just, you know, start it small. It doesn't have to be large. It's, it, it has, everything starts small, and then it grows. We we can grab back this country, grab back the world if we wanted to. Crystal, well, you're absolutely right. Go right ahead, Teflon. No, as I said, well said. Well said. Yeah. We've been brainwashed into thinking that we can't take back control. This is when we call on our ancestors, right? The drive that they had, we need it. The determination that they had, we lack it. So what did they do? They they took what we liked the most, and then they used it as a um, as a weapon against us. That's what that's what they did, basically. Well, not to me per se, but right. People that kind of got cornered. People were saying that oh, they need to go on holiday. Oh, I need to pay my bills. But there's there's so many alternatives, especially like during the lockdown. There were so many opportunities. Um, we, just had, we just had to be creative. There's like there's always ways and means to get about, you know. Um, yeah, as I said, like I just hope that in the future we kind of tackle things differently. Um, yeah, so everything's a learning. It's a learning curve, isn't it? Life is a learning curve. So you're absolutely right, Teflon. And yes, I agree with you. It's a learning. Ex it's a learning experience. What a way to learn. And yes, we have to tackle things differently going forward. And Dre made a valid point in the chat. Unity is what we do not have. And what I have seen is that the vast majority of us just follow. And you're right, Dre. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. And that is our issue. And here goes the FDA again saying uh, it will no longer require all drugs to be tested on animals before human trials. <laughs> A new U.S. law has eliminated the requirement that drugs in development must undergo testing in animals before being given to participants in human trials. Animal rights active <laughs> and <laughs> we can't even talk. What a word. Advocates. Animal rights advocates have long pushed for such a move, and some in the pharmaceutical industry have argued that animal testing can be ineffective and expensive. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, who sponsored the FDA Modernization Act 2.0, said in a statement that the new law will help end the needless suffering and death of animal test subjects and will get safer, more effective drugs to market more quickly by cutting red tape that is not supported by current science. So what? We are the animals? So now the test is going to be on us. Protect the animals. Oh my gosh, they're suffering. So let's shift to humans then. We're just going to give it straight to them. This is what I'm hearing. No, let me read the rest of it. 
the needless suffering and death of animal test subjects will get safer and will get safer, more effective drugs to market more quickly. So how we know they're safer? You're marketing them more quickly. Where's the testing time? By cutting red tape that is not supported by current science. Peter chaired the new law as a radical shift in how new drugs and treatments will be created. Signed by President Biden in December as part of a larger spending package, the law does not ban the testing of new drugs on animals outright. Instead, it simply lifts the requirement that pharmaceutical companies use animals to test new drugs before human trials. Companies can still test on animals if they choose to. Um, what planet are we moving to at this point? <laughs> because Earth is done. It's done. You know what I'm going to say to third world countries and their leaders? Be careful. Because I see third world countries being the guinea pigs now. Not that they weren't before, but more now. Well, you see these um, third world countries, yeah, they're going to be very happy to be receptive to it. They're, they're definitely going to be um, open arms about it because even what you see when you go to uh, some African countries, yeah, they've still got the COVID restrictions, like even Ghana, like you can't even go to Ghana. So, yeah, like if, they, if they're looking for um, guinea pigs, <laughs> they're like the, the best people. It's just going to be easy for them. Um, they're easy targets. They'll be happy to take it on. Yeah. Leaders of third world countries, please protect your citizens. Don't be so licky licky. They're going to come with an incentive. A nice financial incentive package for you. Turn it down. Turn it down. Do not let them use our people. Run them. Make them test it on their own people. Make them start on their own families first. Test it on your own families before you bring it out to the public. Let's see how that goes. Sitting too much is bad for your health, they say, but offsetting the impact is easy, studies show. Thank you, CNN Health, for this one. Sure, you've heard the dangers of sitting all day, but with most jobs, there isn't much you can do about it, right? Well, not according to a new study, which looked into the impacts of prolonged sitting. Five minutes of light walking every half hour can help alleviate some of the increased risk that comes with sitting for long stretches of the day, according to the study published Thursday in the Journal of the American College of Sports Medicine. The scientific community has known for decades that sitting can increase risk of chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, and certain types of cancers. That's according to Keith Diaz, the study's lead author and assistant professor of behavioral science at uh, Columbia University Medical Center. But until now, there haven't been clear guidelines about how long you can sit and how often you should be moving. All right, so well, there you have it, folks. At least five minutes for every half hour. Try telling that to call centers. Because call center management 
feel that you need to sit down and you can only get up when it's your 15 minute break or your 30 minutes or how or one hour lunch you can't be standing and people be like but i need to stretch you gotta sit down you gotta sit down so i'm glad this is coming from a scientific perspective and i hope they're willing to listen and allow people to be able to stand even if it's in location right like go of these um Oh, I remember this, Julie. Uh, oh, yes, Sinet. Um, Sinet, F. Rand Paul, he cares more about animals than black people. Facts. Julie said they tried with Tanzania during COVID and Magnafoli made a fool of them. I remember that. Then he died of natural causes. Not only him, there were a few others that died of natural causes, just, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah, I remember the goat and papaya test and the rabbit test. Yep, I remember when they sent, I think they sent, um, test kits if i am i right julie just you can put it in the chat they sent some covid test kits and he was like back up hold the hell up we ain't gonna take those so quick <laughs> and tested them and they were sending covid infected test kits to tanzania he said not a damn get them the hell up out of here stop playing with us don't do it stop it yeah hmm. Yeah, we stop eating flowers and our people grow up and we start eating people and chop them bone. Why don't you leave the sound to anyone? We are all going to play the chop home. Give them some good boy. Watch out. I have never heard a sound play so heavy and so clear with a sweet tone, a melody, the code one for ear. Never heard a sound play so heavy and so clear with a sweet tone, a melody. Watch out. Cause we no laugh, we no skin, we no flee, neither green along. Then we they are give out, we want in a sound boy can't hear. So him skin going burn him. We don't dig the grave by the reed and coffin. You are fly too far, so we going clip your wing. You this my sound, it is total murdering. I have never heard a sound play so heavy and so clear with a sweet tone, a melody, the cold one for ear. Never heard a sound play so heavy and so clear. My champion sound, where every sound fear. No sound I run up them and a chat but all them a chat we no response for that my sound is the hey ya laugh we stop eat flows our people grow up and we start eat people and chop them bone why don't leave the sound to anyone we are all gonna say the chop it home give them some good boy watch out I have never heard a sound play so heavy and so clear with a sweet tone, a melody, the code one for ear. Never heard a sound play so heavy and so clear with a sweet I had to pull that one back up from the trap. We no laugh, we no skin, we no flee, neither green along. Then we they are give out, we one in a sound boy can't hear. Voice of Mega Banton. We don't dig the grave by the reed and coffin. You are fly too far, so we go and clip your wing. You this my sound, it is total murdering. I have never heard a sound play so
I have to say thank you to everyone that logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Appreciate ya. Download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And of course, I gotta give a big thank you to my clubhouse crew. This is where the conversation happens. This is, this was Coffee in Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Today was hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, music in retrospect, dance hall, and reggae style. You know, I'm going to pull this one back up. Got to gotta, gotta respect the ninja. <laughs> You should have died for your breezy session, for your tasty eye power. Sound boy, you hear me? You should have died for your breezy session, and this your gargan sound in here. You hear me? When I was a little stereo, I listened to some champions. I always wonder when I will be the number one. Now you listen to the gargan, and a gargan sound arena. And any jump and come test me, me I go lick out them brains, so sound boy. You should have but you are test the high power. You should have died for your breathing session, cause you know me are the danger. Me tell them a champion, champion. Tell them this is sound you eat a champion. Me charge for murder one, murder one. But no judge not try me, call me, mm, me tell them a murder one. Murder one, tell them this is sound chart fit. You know me no know where this your jump and sound come from. A top out in one for testing. Then Gargan, you see the selector. Him do a word to that me. I go tell you no why. Him not be playing a session. You know when we draw Gregory Isaac, you know man him turn fool. And here where him draw you man one whole time song. Me no even remember that one. Cause me no know where them the singer really come from. It sound like a lips one. It sound like old time bang around. Then call him mentor. But me no understand him coming like them whole time grey bearded Real old man we coming a cowboy show I must see western in Galang But you know the number one, number one Tell the whole of them so it me, me tell them something Gotta respect ninja man This will never go old Thank you so much for the great conversation, the shared views, varying opinions, and always interesting perspectives. Whatever you do, folks, wherever you go, I do ask you this one favor, please be safe. Look forward to being here with you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. Jano Radio, QMZ Radio, this is Moments with me signing out. See you tomorrow. Take care. You think it's trapped? No, it's got up. Batman forward, Batman pull up.